4: That is right. Jacked up after maybe a nap catastrophe that lasted a little longer than anticipated. That's right. Things uh, go south, and you overindulge in the food. For some, it's beverage. For some, it's family activity. Whatever your uh, vice, whatever your excitation was today, maybe it was just gorging on football. We welcome you in the Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon, Jason off tonight, Aaron Torres in his place, find him on Twitter at Aaron underscore Torres, find me over at swollen dome, having fun with you. We've got the saints and the Falcons getting after it. Saints 17, three lead Falcons with a couple of red zone turnovers here. We got the helicopter. Of Julio Jones after a long reception that would have at least given them a field goal opportunity for Matt Bryant in the final seconds of the first half. Instead, balls loose and that opportunistic Saints defense gets after it. Aaron, it has been a full day of football and well, tryptophan induced comas across this land. Perhaps you had a nice piece of meat that you decided to cook. Whatever the case is, you made it. You're fit and fiddle. You went and took a walk around the block because you felt so sluggish. Welcome in. I literally
6: did that on my way in today. I parked here about an hour ago, saw that the Saints were in control like they always are, like they have been for the last 11 weeks minus the bye. And I just said, you know what? Your boy ate a lot of pie. He ate a lot of turkey. He ate a lot of mashed potatoes. Maybe had a beverage early, but drank some water after. I'm good. Don't worry. I'm going for a walk. My
4: man, you didn't need to put that on. See, that's on the tape. So if you really say something over the top, it's going to be, that guy was drunk. No. And we get a Kevin Harlan. That guy's shirtless guy. He's running. He's going. It's going that insane. Was, that
6: was literally me
4: down That Sepulveda. guy is drunk.
6: That was me down I mean, That might be it. 45 The guy ago. is
4: drunk, but there he goes. That's exactly. Me.
6: That could be you. That's literally the story of my life.
4: It's better than Will Ferrell going streaking.
6: Every the way Fr- Kevin Harlan called it. Every Friday night uh, as I stumble into the apartment, that's exactly what my fiance says. There he is. He's drunk. There he go. No, I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm a professional. No, that's professional. okay. Sometimes
4: you got to get a little bit loose. It's good. Uh, we welcome you in with us. We we thank you for spending a few minutes of your holiday, uh, whether you're uh, getting away from family and doing so, whether you're bringing more people into the mix and into the fold, evangelizing and making them part of our family. We appreciate you spending some time with us as we come to you from the Geico Studios. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Go over to geico.com. Get yourself a free rate. Quote We got the family here Vince in for Justin Frostberg, our boy Alex Tyshirt on the ones and two, our engineer Steve DeSager in for updates, trending, and all the goodness around the sporting universe. Uh, and Aaron, you sitting in for Jason, we thank you, our guys in the back, everybody getting things done and, and getting all the great sound and, and information to you. So, uh, it's, it's a family affair, and uh, we welcome you to it.
6: Yeah, and for people who aren't familiar with the family, the Fox Sports Radio family, one, I appreciate you letting me in. Uh, to Alex Tyshirt is a little bit like that uncle that nobody really invites, but he kind of shows up anyway and you don't really know when he's going to leave, but he's still there. And You don't You know. are
3: fake news, Aaron Torres. Everybody joins giorni- the when I walk through that now door. Now,
6: the one thing we do have to worry
4: about when it comes to Tyshirt is if you're going to put out a spread, you've got to make sure there's, there's the separate Tyshirt.
3: Yeah. Section. Oh,
4: yeah. But the, the problem is that someone might look at it and say, wow, that looks enticing. And then they eat it before he gets there.
3: And that has happened on multiple occasions. That, that's not good oh, for anybody. But it's okay. I can always practice fasting if I need to. I'm go. just there to enjoy people. So they
6: take I, one bite and they're like, oh, this is terrible. There's no, it, it's well, just, well, I would say he 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 has the prison bread and water diet, but you don't even eat bread because there's carbs in there. So It's just have,
3: too much sugar at times. Yeah, yeah. So I stay away.
6: Understood. I respect that.
4: I brought him in a nice salad which had some quinoa in it. Uh, roasted some chicken breast, whatever. I Aww. mean, you know, trying to
6: look out for the family. Here. Thank you, Mike. Uh, and, hey, buddy, you know you got to take care. Think to take you care of, of yours. I think he likes you a little more than me. This is awkward now. I just ruined the whole four hours, but it's okay. It's okay, buddy.
4: We'll we'll get it back. I mean, you came in drunk and and ready to go,
6: and just <laughs> just 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 slurring and just <laughs> Holy and coming, coming after Tyshirt off the top. Oh, oh man, look at that Good play.
4: Call. There's no question. But the one thing I like about this. Thanksgiving Day slate, and over the next four hours, we'll get back into the Bears and the the Lions, and and more on Matthew Stafford. We've got uh, a big breakdown of him as to uh, where do you go from here. We might actually start singing that song as you go. You have the Dallas Cowboys. You predicted them a few weeks ago to go to the and win the division. I you, sure did. You, you picked Nostra them to lose today against. Against uh, your man Colt McCoy, but we'll get we'll get into that uh, a little fakeness. bit later. Speaking of fake, no, it's okay. I, we could check the tape if we need. You to. You are fake dude. And then obviously we got this game now with the Saints and the Falcons. The thing that I like here is three out of three, not two out of three, not one out of three, not hey, we're just going to have some exotic matchups because we get enough of that. I like that it's Division Thursday, right? Yeah, it's because it's a short week, so you have some familiarity with these teams, right? It's, unless the coaching staff was completely blown out uh, and everything changed and system and scheme and all shuffled from year to year, you've got tape and you've got familiarity with how you match up with them and your personnel. And in this case, you look at the Bears, the the idiocy of the let's flex them to Sunday night and then have them play the early Thursday game. We talked it about about it a little bit yesterday, but you have the 88-hour turnaround. They still get a victory, but familiarity obviously helped bridge that gap and i like for the division because also it goes into the family take on thanksgiving because there's a lot of rivalries oh, and yeah. anger and, and vitriol that comes out at the holiday sure. table maybe that story you heard for the hundredth time like when i at, at to at, at 101 hand, you say i'm done yeah right like, and at 101 you say i'm out of here uh so you, you get those battles or something comes up from the family tree that may maybe shouldn't have come out into the open and all of a sudden it's being discussed, and a lot of people are angry and salty. That's what rivalry games tend to do for you as well. You get a couple of hits that are maybe a, a step or two feet. You get a little bit of jawing back and forth. For the Bears, they obviously, in the 88 hours, had a hell of a lot of time to choreograph cool-cut touchdown. Oh, yeah, I know, right? Did they right they that Motown in? thing was
6: about as good as you see. Yeah, so. those, were, those were definitely practice. But, no, I, I'll say this. I remember being in with you last year, And we talked about Cowboys Chargers. It's just an outlier, right? It It doesn't make sense. It was just weird. And so, I'm with you. Uh, Obviously, I love the implementation of this third game that happened, I don't know, a decade or so ago now. But it always does feel a little bigger, a little more meaningful when it's Cowboys Redskins, when it's Bears Lions. Last year, it was Vikings Lions. In the past, the Pack have played the Lions here on Thanksgiving Day. So, I think it's great. And I do think it does make for kind of better overall football because these teams, as you said, know each other. I mean, the Bears and the Lions just played 10 days ago. And so, one, I don't think that's a good sign for that's the Lions. A, well,
4: that's a whole other scheduling problem. But, yeah. Go ahead.
6: But no, but I, I do think I do like the idea of, of teams that have familiarity, games that really do impact the standings. And look, we know it's week 12, it's the end of November, every game matters. But it does feel like there is a little something on the line. You know, it's funny because in these Thursday night games in the past, they seem to have lacked a little bit. Not just the Thanksgiving Thursday nights, but the Thursday nights in general. And this year, when you go back to that Browns comeback against the Jets, when you go back to that Rams game against the Vikings – we have had a lot of really good games on these Thursdays, these short weeks, and this late in the season when everybody's beat up, I do think having the extra push of, hey, we're all competing here for a division, I do think it adds to it.
4: Yeah, I think over the overall when you get to the Thursday package and for what Fox bid to come over the top, remember football's dead, and then they see what Fox bid for the Thursday, and I was like, well, maybe not, not, not so fast. And obviously ratings soaring again this year. But you go through the the process when you can get those specialty games. You know, you go back to week five where you've got New England and Andrew Luck uh, getting after it, and you, you've got some of the others uh, that have been just fantastic games, highly entertaining, high scoring affairs. Uh, that I'll appreciate it here for the Thanksgiving week, as you mentioned. Given the time of year, this is where I, I think you you ratchet it back a little oh, yeah. bit because the the old way and the old schedule a couple of years ago you had the college football field it's something that jason and i would talk about oftentimes because you'd have by forcing every team to play and that's still one of the rules but by forcing every team to play on a thursday night you're getting you know a texans titans game yeah outside of that people that follow those two teams oh, yeah. and a little bit of of fantasy interest because the gamblers don't watch they make their bet and they go do something else with their night sure. and then they come back and check Check the numbers later on. The, the fact is you're looking like it's a pick whatever conference you don't particularly care about in college football. That's what it feels like, that it has a regionality and, and doesn't really take over. So now when Fox comes over with the bid they did, and certainly in the negotiation process, you got the the push for better games. Thanksgiving's going to be a standalone. It's going to be out uh, an outlier in this process. But for me, the fact that we had three division games meant we got a better product, at least to this point. Now, yeah. even Atlanta, they moved they move the ball well, but like we said, two red zone turnovers. You go through the stats right now, Drew Brees with a whopping 116 yards, two touchdowns, one interception on the night, 101 rushing yards for the Saints, conversely. The Atlanta Falcons, Ryan, 169 yards passing, 15-25, completing 75% because that's the, what I keep hearing. He's at 71% completion. I don't care. Are they scoring enough points to win? And in a number of games, they were no-shows. Oh, so yeah. don't point to the two or three big blowout wins that they've had. Look at a week-to-week basis. This team hasn't been nearly as consistent. You can only blame the defense so much. you got to put up points for their rushing attack tonight. Matt Ryan right now, the leading rusher, one carry, seven yards. As a team, 11 carries, 13 yards. Tevin Coleman, seven carries, two yards. There is
6: the tail of the tape for your Atlanta offense. Yeah, now, and I would say, back to your point on the interdivision games, I do think that it helps – that they just so happen to be – like, like there is a factor of luck involved in this, and the fact that the Bears are the best that they've been in probably close to a decade since Lovey Smith was there, it just so happens to add to an appeal. Obviously, the Cowboys getting hot right as the Redskins taking a step back without their starting quarterback, that plays a role in it, too. So it's the division games, it's the impact that it can have on the standings across the board for both teams in a division uh, in one given game, but it's also that we just so happened to get some really good matchups. I mean, if it was Giants-Cowboys instead of Redskins-Cowboys, maybe we're not as excited. If it's, uh, you know, uh, 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 Bucks versus Saints as opposed to Saints-Falcons, maybe it's a little bit different. So we did get a little bit lucky, but I do agree having these division games really does help.
4: Yeah, you go back to, I mean, the Bears before the season – uh, I like the defense before they they went and acquired Khalil Mack, and then I just kind of smiled, and we can check the tape, uh, and, and it's certainly there. But the, the fact is, offensively, and we'll get into the game more directly here in short order, Chase Daniel had a fantastic game as they opened things up after a slow start, pushing the ball downfield. Uh, a couple of times it looked like he put himself in position to get hurt uh, very badly, but he still played through the game. They expect Trubisky back next week. But you have the Bears brand. I I think there's a a case to be made that eventually you just take the game away from the Lions because you're tired of looking at them. But that's a whole other thing uh, for for a little later in the show when we get into Matthew Stafford. For the Cowboys, peaking at the right time. Amari Cooper with the big breakout performance. People are always going to have their eyes. If the Giants were in this game – Look, people with the will will be there. Watch, they'd, well, but they'd yeah. still be there with their poison pens
6: because it would be another opportunity to either go after Eli Manning or but, go after
4: Dak Prescott yeah. and the Cowboys.
6: And the, the Cowboys aren't the kind of team that would turn it into a laugher. But I mean, if it was, I don't know, twenty-four to three going into the fourth, and I don't think the Cowboys are capable of doing that to many teams. But then you turn it off. So I just think we, we got two pretty competitive games. It wasn't always beautiful football, as we're going to allude to with Matthew Stafford in the next couple segments here. But the point remains is that it worked out well for the leagues. The Bears happen to be good. The Lions are st- were, at least coming into today, still in it enough where they're competitive, they're playing hard, they couldn't get the win. But I, I I do think there was a little luck involved in this one, too.
4: Always a good opportunity to break down some Thanksgiving football with you. At Aaron underscore Torres is where you find him on Twitter. Find me over at Swollen Dome. The question for interaction, if you want to come in at Swollen Dome at Fox Sports Radio. Uh, yeah, you had a lot of football. What was the other favorite activity, whether it was napping, maybe a little backyard football uh, I know Dan Byer and Bucky Brooks, they did the draft of foods and Ooh. and activities a little earlier today. So we're taking a different spin on it uh, as we go. What would you do to get away from the family? Or if you decided to involve them, what would you do? Coming up next, we're going to talk about that early game from uh, earlier this afternoon. We'll go into Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, the surging Dallas Cowboys. What does it really all mean? That's next, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, Fox Sports Radio. That may or, may or not be uh, Jason Smith going through uh, his Turkey Day celebrations. I think he's playing with puzzles and eating chocolate pie Sounds is what about he just right. texted me. Uh, so we'll believe that. We'll put that in the lexicon of the Smith dietary... Uh, World, welcome back in the Jason Smith Show with Mike Arm and Aaron Torres in for Jason Smith tonight. That of course, Adam Sandler. And if you're on the podcast, the yeah. podcast, that won't mean anything to you. But uh, it's a Thanksgiving uh, festival here as we yeah. watch the Saints extend their lead now twenty-four-three over the Atlanta Falcons. Coming up just inside four minutes the third quarter and we've got Michigan state UCLA, which you barked at our guys to make sure we had some November college basketball I, on.
6: Well, listen, I went after Teicher in the first segment and you should have seen me in the back there between the segments. I mean, you know, get, got to get the games that matter on now. I'm kidding. Well, but you I, just
4: got to be careful. Cause I mean, after conceding that you were drunk coming in, I mean, that's, that's a tough that thing is, to that, go after listen, Teicher.
6: I was going to say HR is going to be all over me come Monday after the holiday By the way, I was driving around today thinking, because I was flipping, you know, I had to go run a few errands this morning, like we all do on the morning of Thanksgiving, you forget a couple things, got to go to the store, and I flipped to a a radio station, it should have been FSR, but it was a music station, and it was all Christmas music, Oh yeah, and I really did have that thought, we need more Thanksgiving songs, and then I thought about Adam Sandler, the Thanksgiving song, but I I don't know if he can do version two 20 years later, I I think he's probably beyond that. But we need more Thanksgiving. Why don't no, he go- does have
4: a hit going on right now with phone wallet keys? It's kind I of a big deal it-
6: off his new Netflix special. I have no I don't even oh, know yeah. what that means. Oh, it's a it's a big deal. It's a good song. You're such a millennial it's though, off funny. His, uh, songs I've never heard of off the Netflix special. Well, you know, you gotta
4: keep can adapting. You, can you, you snap chat that to me? I can, I'm just like Markel Markel Foltz uh, Snapchatting about the Amari Cooper what double clutch of the free throw.
6: What, so explain to our audience, because obviously uh, I did see that Amari Cooper, after a touchdown catch, he did the shot and follow through uh, as a celebration, right? He scores a touchdown, yeah, he right. shoots it through the uprights as if it is a free throw, Correct. and immediately social media did the mean, awful social media thing where they said he has better form than Markel Fultz.
4: I don't know that they were wrong, though. No, no,
6: no, not at all. I mean,
4: unfortunately, you know, that that is truth. But you, you look at it, and he did kind of a double clutch like Markel Foltz before it went through. So Markel, uh. Markel Foltz had a little bit of fun with it, Snapchatted. Not, nothing big out of it. It just you know adds to the layers of fun, and, and all the blogs go back and make sure they get you uh, as much information and as many of the errant jump shots and that famous, infamous foul shot as well, so you know he's he's having fun. He's having fun with it. So good for him. Keep a good mind on it, because that's where the question is right now: how much of it it's in, in his head, uh, in terms of the inability to a want to make a jump shot, be the ability to do it, but then extending to the free throw line, a whole other thing as well. Before we get into the Dallas and Washington game overall, we had a, a little bit of a f- well a brouhaha breaking out the Egg Bowl. We're saying, hey, there's the Egg Bowl. It's Mississippi State. It's Ole Miss. It's Mississippi State, 28-9 at the end of three. But what happens at the end of three? There's a brawl. There's an absolute melee in the, the end zone. The referee comes out, and this is his announcement. Unsportsmanlike conduct on all players from both teams.
6: I've heard they've done that a few That's times. That's pretty good, buddy. They've done that a few times throughout the college, college football season, and I get it. It's it's basically to give everyone a warning that if you keep this up, you, 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 all of you will be thrown out of the game. But
4: here's the problem you're looking at Mississippi State currently sitting at number 18 in the land, now up thirty five three, blowout city here in the middle of the fourth quarter. How many of these players get suspended for acting like jackasses at the end of the third quarter and getting involved in this? Because can't, you, you can't do the the idea of looking the other way. It's college football. So, yeah, NFL, you can just say, hey, you, we're taking some of your game checks. Sure. And, and you look the other way as best you can, much like the referees did seemingly on a couple of calls late uh, in the Washington-Dallas game. But for college football – this becomes a big, big deal heading into the weekend. This is a standalone game on Thanksgiving night, so this will get some run.
6: Eh, I don't even know that anybody's really watching this game. First of all, it's a blowout, 35 Well, it's a blowout, three. yeah.
4: But, you know, there's, there's always, look, there's degeneracy all across this land. But you just Aaron told, Torres, you you just told to,
6: us that the gamblers just put in their bets and then go along their merry way. No, it, degeneracy is
4: not always gambling. Uh, okay. That is a misnomer. That is a – while it may be most closely tied – two degenerate gambler. Normally sure. the two go together. No, being a degenerate can mean you have a vice for anything. That's true. Right? You can be a degenerate that sits and plays video games for days at a time. You could be a degenerate that's on that computer and you're downloading things that are gonna make the blue screen of death come up.
6: Ooh. Or I've done HR that a time might too. be down here back asking in my teenage questions. Days. Yeah, back in yeah. my teenage. I mean, there's
4: all look, if I look on this computer right now, the one the Smith's usually sitting at, I bring Uh-oh. in my own. But if I if I'm on that computer, it might
6: start smoking. Uh, yeah, because he's, he's he went through a lot of old, bad Syracuse box scores on that machine. That's,
4: I like the way that you took the positive spin that it was still sports-related. Good
6: it, for you. If I know Jason Smith, first of all, I know he's at home right now breaking down film of his uh, daughter's soccer team. That's right. He is the Bill Belichick of Costa Mesa soccer or wherever he lives. Well, and you've
4: seen how he dresses, so he's not far off there. <laughs> <are you? laughs>
6: the cutoff sleeves, I feel like something Jason Smith has been doing since like the early 90s.
4: No question about it. We'll get into uh, Dak Prescott, his huge day, the Washington Redskins, and a couple of calls that maybe were, well, drawing the outrage of social media at a minimum. Uh, Mike Pereira had his opinions on the broadcast, and we'll get into that here momentarily. Reminder, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Aaron Torres in for Jason Smith, brought to you by Discover Card. We treat you like you'd treat you. We've got 24-3 New Orleans over Atlanta. We've got more guys pacing back and forth on the sidelines in this college football game. There's just a lot of craziness. And what else should it be? When families get together, there's always going to be a little bit of chaos, something that doesn't turn out quite right. Maybe you showed up empty-handed. Maybe, I mean, I heard Rob and Jonas talking about that. Even if they tell you don't bring anything, if you don't show up with at least a bottle of wine, you suck. Okay, and I'm telling you that right now. As you get into your holiday parties, you're invited to co workers' homes. Maybe your boss throws the thing. Maybe there's a company thing. You got to have some opportunity to make sure you, you show a little bit of love. So you never show up empty handed, period. That goes for first date. There's a lot of that that goes in. Uh, Harmon's Rules uh, to Life coming in uh, 2019, I think. But we're going to get an update on the game now going on here the Saints and the Falcons and the rest of the day's news from our buddy Steve Desager Hey, you just
7: said get invited to a company thing. (laughs) That's a good one.
4: I don't know. You got to check the spam, buddy.
7: (laughs) The Saints are leading 24-10 over the Falcons now, final seconds of the third quarter. Drew Brees does have three touchdown passes tonight and uh, the three TD receptions by uh, Tommy Lee Lewis, Austin Carr, and Dan Arnold. So there. There you
4: go. Hey, Austin Carr's a Northwestern product, Steve, so that's kind of a big deal.
7: Not the Austin Carr, the basketball player. No. not still in professional athletics. That'd be kind of cool if he was. uh, Uh, Matt, that would be news. That would be the definition of news. Matt Ryan does have nearly 250 yards passing now. He's just thrown the TD pass to Calvin Ridley. So 24-10 is the Saints lead late in the third. Ryan had been sacked four times tonight. One fumble. Julio Jones with a fumble. How's the running game doing for Atlanta tonight? Not well. 14 carries, 14 yards for the Falcons. But the game's not quite over yet. New Orleans is a team that's won nine straight. Chicago didn't have much on the ground, but still won at Detroit. 23-16 on an interception return touchdown with six minutes to go by Eddie Jackson. Matthew Stafford no touchdowns, two interceptions today. Chicago's won five straight. Dallas beat rival Washington 31-23. Ezekiel Elliott 121 yards rushing and a score. Amari Cooper for Dallas, eight catches, 180 yards and two touchdowns. Washington's now lost three of four. To college football, 18th ranked Mississippi State up 35-3 about five minutes to go at Ole Miss which is going to finish up one and seven in the SEC this year. College basketball a doubleheader on FS1 tonight. Already Texas has beaten number seven North Carolina 92-89 and early in the second game on FS1 it is Michigan State leading UCLA 12-7 in a battle of top 20 teams. Already wins in the top 10 for Virginia and Nevada today. Victories for LSU, Wisconsin and Florida. The NBA and NHL are off. 14 games tomorrow in pro basketball, 15 in hockey and we'll have plenty of college football tomorrow as well, including on FS1 with Texas at Kansas. One win away are the Longhorns from the Big 12 championship game. Back to you.
4: Fantastic stuff, Steve. Uh, get the, get it re- the caffeine rolling for tomorrow because there's going to be a lot of updates uh, with all of that activity I'll across be back. the sport, sporting universe. Thanks so much. We'll check with back in with you in another hour. Mm-hmm. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Aaron Torres in for Jason Smith. I'm Mike Garman. Thanks for giving us a few minutes of your holiday uh, and having some fun with us. Uh, we asked the question at the start of the show. If you want to dive in at Fox Sports Radio at Swollen Dome at Aaron underscore Torres. Uh, what did you do in addition to watching some football and gluttonizing uh, to get through your holiday? Did you have to do something on the list for the, the house or did you find a way to go waste some time doing something you like? That's my hope is that everybody got a little bit, and you end the day 1-0 and uh, as it goes. We had the Cowboys and the Redskins earlier, Aaron. 31-23, a game uh, much like the Bears and Lions. It took a while to get percolating, but eventually you got there, uh, and the offenses opened up. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott on the ground was at it again. At the Washington 15, Prescott's under
5: center,
3: and he'll give it to Elliott,
5: big hole.
4: Cowboys Radio Network, Elliott, 26 carries, 121 yards, and the touchdown. He immediately went over and found someone to give him $21 to put in the kettle. Because didn't he get fine? If I'm remembering, PCs, he, yes. he got fined the last time oh, he yeah. jumped into the kettle. So why not just put
6: $21? Hey, it's a donation. And then he threw Deck in there later in the game, which got them a penalty, which cost them a touchdown late. So it still did. Get, it,
4: well, and, but it helped you get towards, uh, towards your over-under number, right? I mean, but, uh, when, when you look at it, it was 40 and a half. Not that you needed it. But anytime you can get a little bit of cushion, sure. it's all good. Thirty-one twenty-three your final. 40-and-a-half. Uh, We're looking uh, for a lot of big numbers here. Uh, th- things of note, uh, as we talked about and Steve did in the update, uh, three guys that you've never heard of and who've never been in my kitchen. I I know of Austin Carr, I mean, the Northwestern guy. Uh, But three guys that the casual NFL fan has no idea who they are scoring for New Orleans. We had a little bit of that in the Dallas-Washington game when Trey Quinn scored uh, his touchdown reception. He did the version of the scam uh, dance that Michael Scott did on The Office. So Steve Carell, making sure to point out, hey, that was a good move. Good move by you. So everybody Mm -hmm. getting involved. Everybody having a little bit of fun. Dak Prescott with a monster game tonight uh, or this afternoon, I guess, as it were. He finishes with three total touchdowns and finds Amari Cooper now who is, we will still always look at the trade side-eyed, right? Get rid of him. Get rid of Khalil Mack. And part of it has to you, you have to wonder given the level of dominance and certainly for Amari Cooper today and what his impact has been on this well, Dallas offense where you start to spread things out, you got a, a good balance run and pass, and certainly with the ninety yard touchdown reception, well, yeah. that you're you're looking at a guy who maybe just needed to get away from Oakland. And you gotta look in the mirror if you're running the Oakland franchise and recognizing that you know, Change doesn't happen overnight, but a lot of what was lacking in terms of performance, and certainly for Amari Cooper, might just be the toxicity, the 2018 word of the year, uh, toxicity in
6: your system. I was going to say, did Dak Prescott have a big game, or did Amari Cooper have a big game? Because Dak finished with 289 yards passing, but 90 came on that touchdown, as you alluded to, Harmon. 40 more came on a different touchdown pass. So I'm not good at math there, but is that one thirty? about half of all decks passing? Hours. Now, by the way, that's not a criticism of Dak. It's more that to your point, Amari Cooper, now that he has been freed from the, uh, the John Gruden, whatever you want to call it, I, you know, we got to be politically correct here, but it no, was- you
4: don't, you could say it's a cesspool rotting in hell. And that the tanking for two to three years later in Las Vegas is a scam and a joke on the people that are still paying money for Raiders tickets.
6: Well, that, I, I think the bigger <laughs> joke was, was John Gruden in, in week one talking about, oh, you know, well, I mean, we can't afford Khalil Mack at the, the price we're going to have to pay him. You're making $100 million guaranteed as the coach. You, you're not allowed to say that even if there are cap ramifications and there are obvious reasons why maybe you can't sign Khalil Mack. Nobody wants to hear the guy that's making $100 million guaranteed uh, talking about the players can't get paid and this and that. So, no, but I, I, I do think that tonight showed exactly what you said, Harmon, is that is Amari Cooper a true number 1? Is he a true difference maker the way that Julio Jones is or the way that Odell Beckham is when he has a good quarterback passing to him? We'll talk about that another time, I'm sure. But, no, but but Amari Cooper's really good. And And, one, he can make plays after the catch, which we saw today. But, two, as you alluded to, and this is really important – is he is good enough where it opens up everything else for everybody else? Where now Michael Gallup can kind of get into more of his role as uh, uh, the the number three receiver, or whatever. Cole Beasley can be the slot guy, and then of course Ezekiel Elliott doing what Ezekiel Elliott does. But all of it, I think, comes back to Amari Cooper being that guy. And so to me, I, I know it was a hot button thing when it happened, but it looks like the Cowboys. It was worth giving up that number one. Because they are now in the driver's position to win that division.
4: You go and you roll the dice that this is going to be something to jumpstart, change of scenery. Uh, the fact that there was an immediate discussion of, hey, we need to extend him before that was really played on the field. We talked uh, was, about Jerry was...
6: Jones last night. He's like the the grandpa that comes in and you get an A-plus and he just writes you a check for whatever you want. I mean, he was handing out an extension to Jason Garrett and Dak Prescott a year and a half ahead of schedule. Not bad if you can get, I wonder how I get in Jerry Jones' inner circle. I do, if I say something nice, does he just just hand me a blank check too or how does this work
4: i think that would be a fantastic way to operate uh i don't know that that that's the case i mean jason does a well jason cole who'll be with us in a, at about an, uh, maybe an hour from now uh is doesn't like it but he did, jason does his uh jerry jones impression I, I don't know if that's kept me off the uh, christmas list uh by association or not i mean well, the I potential like you, is jerry.
6: there. i like you jerry but with
4: amari cooper right you throw guys in in open and you have yak right you're always looking for yards after contact yards after the catch throwing a guy open and making a play the move that amari cooper made to get open on the second touchdown on that 90 yard touchdown was fantastic right that was just a good move a good opportunity uh the 40 yarder as well so i mean he was a guy that is rededicated to the craft and going out and sh- letting his athleticism shine through, right? There was some question, much like when Randy Moss, not to equate the two, but Oakland is the common denominator. When Randy Moss was in Oakland, plays off, walking through routes not really giving his 110%, right? Like we're supposed to uh, in everything we do. Uh, And Amari Cooper, a lot of that, a lot of times over the last year plus has been the same question in Oakland, whether you were getting a full effort from him on each of his routes here. Big time play, big time playmaker, Jerry Jones up in his owner's booth and uh, taking a bow seemingly for having made the move. Uh, And you see how it's jump-started. I mean, Dak Prescott again, you know, he's got his fifth rushing touchdown in six games and moving the ball efficiently. Like you say, half the yardage nearly on those two plays, but they happen nonetheless. Look, I I'd love to see for fantasy purposes, you only get some sort of credit on yak. You don't get all of it if you're the quarterback, but in the end you set it up and you played the chess match and you won. And for Amari Cooper, Big coming out party on on national television, and and you look around, and at least for the moment, everything goes back to John Gruden. Because the two guys he traded away
6: made impact today, today. exactly. Yeah, I was going to say real quick, I I do think that we, we do need to give a little credit to another guy, and that's Stephen Jones. Is that Jerry likes to take credit for everything, whether it works out well or not. But Stephen Jones has been the guy kind of behind this transition to the run-oriented, ground-and-pound type game. And not only do you draft Ezekiel Elliott, but you have this offensive line and it really just allows them to do everything. Because, look, Amari Cooper made Dak Prescott look good. And Dak Prescott is still an incredibly limited quarterback, but that offense is able to move up and down the field because of the run game, because the O-line gives Dak time, and now because of Amari Cooper. So we were talking about this a little bit yesterday, but but Jerry loves the big name, the the sexy draft pick, whether we were talking about Johnny Manziel, how, how Jerry Jones wanted him and he was talked out of him. We talked about Paxton Lynch was Jerry Jones was talked out of him. I think Stephen Jones deserves some credit here, too.
4: Locking Jerry Jones in a closet when appropriate, no question about it. And at least to some degree, the Cowboys finally getting past uh, the early offensive line woes. They they changed up. Columbus well, yeah. takes over. Travis Frederick still uh, isn't with the team, and it didn't look like they were ever going to get past that. So uh, some adjustments still not great overall. There's there's still some deficiencies and short yardage. They've had some struggles, but making plays, yeah, getting hard, it done it, today.
6: It's hard to blame them though when Zeke's gone well over 100 yards three straight games. You know, and I, I just think it's a testament to just the the vision of the organization. You're always going to have injuries. You're always going to have whatever, but I, I just think it's it's they've gone away from what has made the Cowboys unsuccessful for the last two decades. Post Troy Aikman, Emmitt Smith, and and Michael Irvin. They've gone away from that the last four, five, six years, and it's looking like they're going to win the NFC's for the second time in three years this year.
4: In the in the end, you got another W. You're eating W's yep. on Thanksgiving Day. Matt Ryan just had a ball tipped, intercepted. Another big takeaway here for the Saints. That's going to set up Drew Brees in plus territory. We'll give you the updates on that coming up next. And how about uh, if you were a superhero, what superpower uh, do you want? College player being lauded for his quick thinking uh, and his spidey senses must have been tingling. That's coming up next. The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon here on Fox Sports Radio. It's hypnotic. Makes me want to walk into the ocean. It's almost like the Kristaps Porzingis rap that we made famous here, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. Jason's out tonight. Aaron Torres in for him. Come on in if you will. Thanks. Grab a seat. Grab an extra drumstick or another piece of pie and hang around for a while. We're going to make you laugh, make you think. Uh, have a little bit of fun as you get ready to go deep into your holiday weekend. If you're out shopping already... If you've been dragged to a mall, because I know the malls here in Southern California reopened at 6 p.m. Ooh. Aaron Torres, just down the street from us here. Uh, there's a giant mall where they uh, they have extra security ready to get you through they- for your
6: Black Friday uh, specials. Do they stay open all night, or how does that work? Six till midnight. Oh, so we won't be able to go after. You no, got you- no,
4: you got time? We'll get off at 11? I mean, you could be fast.
6: Nah, no, you, you can not be like can't... the
4: Flash, buddy.
6: Nah, no, you can't. You can't rush a good Christmas shop. You got no, no, no. Are you doing all your
4: shopping? No, you're gonna go and you're gonna do like everybody else does on a Black Friday uh, sale. Is you're gonna elbow, you're gonna maybe uh, go illegal hands to the face, in the face, and then the face! you're gonna go and you're gonna
6: run to that register and you're gonna buy everything your greedy little mitts can get oh. can get. Come I on. wanted to go out with my lady after the show. No offense to you, Mike. I mean, you're a great guy, but, I, you know, I, I thought I'd take my lady out shopping, let her buy me some nice stuff. You got a whole month of shopping ahead of you. I
4: was saying I if you guess. really wanted to go tonight, because you were whining that they closed at midnight. I was. And I was telling you, you if you got out of here, I mean, I just saw you got your parking pass. I you did. get out of here, you get in your car. I mean, there's really not a lot of traffic right now. If you get towards great. the mall, it's going to be problematic, but you might have a good 40 minute shopping session that you can get in, buddy. I'm looking out for you.
6: I appreciate it, but yeah, no, I, just, I wanted to go with my lady. Maybe people just want a nice homemade card. Oh, that's true. Maybe, maybe I could you make could do my that. Own, maybe you
4: could yeah. just draw a card. Maybe Ma- you could maybe you could make a picture of John Calipari and that's Ma- what you give to
6: everybody. Making your own gift is the ultimate. Like it's sort of a nice thing, but it's also kind of the sort of like uh yeah, I'm a little broke this year, so I, you know, I made you something. I there was some glitter and uh I made it with macaroni, you know, and letters and I cut letters out of a magazine. Oh, no, those are ransom notes. Never mind. I got those, those are su- ransom notes I and confused. serial killer uh, I kind of things. I get sometimes. Yeah. yeah, it's okay. Uh, what are you, the Joker? I mean, what are we doing here? I am the Joker. I just joked. See, some I'm getting some, some are funnier of, than A
4: lot of superhero uh, references, of course, leading to this next story. Drew Brees, fourth touchdown pass. Here you go. Dan Arnold, Tommy Lee Lewis, Austin Carr, and Keith Kirkwood. Again, four people that fantasy owners are shaking their fists saying, where's Thomas? He's got four catches for 38 yards. But Breeze on the night now, 171, four touchdowns, interception. They made the Falcons pay off that tip drill interception of a Matt Ryan pass. He's now at 255, one and one. He's absorbed four sacks on the night. By far, your leading rusher for the Falcons, Ryan with... Two carries, 16 yards. Devin Coleman, eight carries, six yards. We'll get back into this game in about eight, nine minutes. But there was a great story that came out of the Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute, also known RPI. An offensive lineman, a freshman named Ruben Clark, is being called a superhero. Okay. He intervened when two train cars detached from the rest of a locomotive moving on Wednesday night. An Amtrak train left Rensselaer. He pulled the emergency brake, acting quickly, saw sparks, and there was a huge gust of wind, calmed himself down, said, I got to go stop this train. And he went, and he pulled the emergency brake. A couple of passengers telling CNN and other news sources, he saved our lives tonight. Our car broke off from the rest of the train, picking up speed. No Amtrak personnel in our car. So Ruben, Ruben calmly went into action and pulled the emergency brake at the front of the car. And thankful he was on the train with my son and I. Now, this nobody's hurt in the incident. They got everybody uh, cleared up and and got the cars back together and everything. This reminds me, and, and this is a bit of a dated reference, there's a famous Seinfeld episode where a fire starts to break out, George Costanza starts pushing everybody around and leaves the scene.
6: Pushes the children
4: out. Yeah, that's most people. Most uh, most people. Most people would do that. You know, just hey, I, self-preservation. Survival of the fittest. It's with Darwinism. It's like the first thing they teach you in school. But if you had a superpower, I mean, obviously his spidey senses were singing, were were singing to him, right, and, and tingling. So he he acted quickly and was able to save the save the ship here. Uh, how about you? What's what's superhero power you want?
6: Nothing's immediately coming to mind. I like really? just the way I am. You know what? I I wish my superpower. I, was. I offered you the world of super. I, I'm good. I mean, I, I can think of a couple that might not be appropriate. You could have been really fast and gone to the mall quickly. I was going to say a nice metabolism. Is that a – because as I sit here uh, having you know long day with Thanksgiving, that's the first thing that came to mind.
4: I'll go super speed because then I can go to a lot more sporting events. Locked and loaded, we get back into the final game of this Turkey Day next.
5: Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
4: Locked and loaded here, hour two of the show. Welcome in. Happy holiday to you and yours. Hopefully you gluttonized and then you napped and then you gluttonized again. That's what this day is all about, giving thanks for the bounty in front of you. And remember, even if you're down a little bit, find some positives, find a win in your life. Maybe there's a person, maybe there's a thing, maybe there's just a beautiful sunshine outside your window. Maybe the sun uh, went down and you've got a a cool moon over the horizon. Whatever it is, take a moment, pause, be grateful that uh, you're rolling on. And we appreciate you spending a little bit of time with us here as we watch the Saints in the final minutes trying to put the the cap on this one and put the Atlanta Falcons away. Falcons doing everything they can to help out. We'll get into that momentarily. Aaron Torres in for Jason Smith this evening. He'll also be with me tomorrow night. We've got college basketball. We had a full slate of NFL. You had a tryptophan-induced coma. You're talking about going mauling. There's a lot of stuff going
6: on here, Torres. There's a lot of stuff going on. I, I do want to hit on this Saints thing, though. Like they're really 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 good. That's and a
4: good analysis. I think we should put that in a promo.
6: You should. I mean, maybe maybe make it put put it on a t-shirt with my face on it. They're really 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 good. But I look, after they beat that Rams game, I thought, "Okay, maybe they'll they'll take a step back." Go on to crush the Bengals 51 to 14 last week, obviously 48 to 7 against the Eagles, the worst loss ever for a defending Super Bowl champ. They're just not slowing down. And the thing is, look, it's obvious. We all know that part of it is um, the fact that their defense is much improved. But that Atlanta offense is really, really, really good. And to hold them to 10 points, I just, I, I keep waiting for that week where they, they take a step back. They have an off week. It's just not coming.
4: Well, here's the thing. As you look at the opportunistic defense and rolling through, now the Saints and, and Drew Brees having a little bit of fun at fantasy owners' expenses, with four touchdown passes to undrafted free agents, as Steve Desager told you in the update. And now I think it's 15 different players uh, have caught a touchdown pass. So just an amazing run uh, as or scored a touchdown, I, I think it is, for the Saints as you roll. But the tail of the tape, 31-10, the Falcons had their opportunities. And whether you talk, call it a giveaway or a takeaway – red zone turnovers. They had three. This is the latest.
2: Ryan in the gun has three receivers to his right. He drops back. Looking right. Sakes bring pressure.
4: Throws it down the slot. That ball's caught on the run by Calvin Ridley. Bomber. And it's loose. It's picked up by
3: Eli Apple.
4: They have it. Huge play going down inside the five-yard line. Instead, ball stripped away. Lattimore gets over the top of Ridley's arm. And instead of a touchdown, granted, a lot of work still to be done. That would have made it, assuming they were able to punch it in, a 31-17 game or 16 game, going for two, whatever the case would have been. The The fact of the matter is, three times tonight, a Julio Jones play, a Matt Ryan fumble, and now a Calvin Ridley fumble. All of your headliners, all of the guys that would have been on the marquee if you were putting together a Broadway show or uh, a – Trying to open a movie on this holiday weekend for the Falcons, all three turned the ball over in the red zone and kept to, and prevented scoring opportunities and making this a game.
6: Yeah, that is fair, and I mean, I do look back to uh, even a few weeks ago when they beat the Vikings in that big Sunday night game. They had a pick six that made the score look one sided, more one sided than than others. So I guess part of it is the Falcons not taking advantage of opportunities, obviously. But, I mean, we're now sitting here. The Saints are going to be 10-1 after tonight. And if you look at their schedule, it is pretty manageable. They, they play at the Cowboys next week. But, at, you know, Bucks, couple games against the Panthers. Now the Panthers are kind of up and down. I'm just saying I just think what they're doing is unbelievable. And I keep waiting for that week where they trip up and they don't. And to your point, Harmon, look, they've taken advantage of some opportunities here. But at the end of the day, they did put up. 31 points. They did put up again over 300 yards a total. Like they're just they're just rolling. It's insane.
4: Well, it's all about going and making plays too, right? Sure. I mean, they're not dropping the ball. You just walking towards the end zone. I mean, you're talking the Lattimore play was fantastic. Ridley made a, a great play crossing uh, crossing the defense. Looks like he's going to sprint in, maybe get tackled as he rolls and tumbles into the end zone. But Lattimore comes over the top and just hatches the ball away. The old peanut punch kind of mentality that Charles Tillman did for so many years with great success for the Bears. Oh, uh, so, Chicago reference. Well, but it's the, it's the thing that's become the euphemism and, and I guess the the tagline that goes with the defender coming and just hammering at the ball, whether it's a full-on punch or dragging the arm across. It's what they was able to do with Ridley uh, and certainly worked. When we look at what the, the Saints have done overall, the masterwork of Drew Brees, just give him the hardware now. I love Todd Gurley. Oh, yeah. I love all these other guys. You know, Stop the fight. Here's your MVP award. Go win something else. Now, I have then, uh, before the season, we have our, our sheet out here in the hallway of the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. You can head to Geico.com, get yourself a free rate quote. But outside our Geico studio here, we have the sheet of predictions. Oh, yeah. I have the Chargers and the Saints getting after it in the Super Bowl before this started. Questions about the offensive line, the defensive interior, those have been asked and answered. Drew Brees standing tall in the pocket and getting the opportunity to push as he does downfield. I mean, to where you- today it's it's not even your stars. Michael Thomas has been a decoy more than anything else. The touchdown to Austin Carr, he was standing by himself. He could have lobbed it to him underhand. He could have marked Hill would the free throw, and still would have gotten it there.
6: If you'll excuse me, I got to run in the back to get you an ice pack. I'm sure your hand is really sore from from patting yourself on the back there. So uh, no, I'm sorry. I had to. Do no, go too. to
4: the go to the shoulder. You start telling me I got to ice the hand down. People, you know, it's a holiday. People might think you're a little bit excited, and you know, yeah, you're taking me down a somebody. deep dark path there. But oh yeah, or um, maybe I got in a fight over a Black cool. Friday special. Yeah, that, trying it, to get some electronics. Gonna happen.
6: We're going to see it on the news. It might as well be you. Uh, have, yeah, that'll
4: be that. That's good for the career. What did he What did he fight for? This Harry Potter thing his a, a, kids wanted.
6: <laughs> oh, you know, a Sony flat screen, no big deal. Um, Yeah, by the way, my my Super Bowl pick, Rams-Patriots. You know, I was the only person at Fox Sports Radio that picked the Patriots to win the Super Bowl. I know that they're down and they had losses off the team this offseason. Danny Amendola, Julian Edelman was suspended. We get all that. I was kind of amazed that I was the only person that picked the Patriots. Can
4: I say, uh, I, I think part of that is not, isn't necessarily the... The analysis of they're down, I think part of it was I'm tired of writing the paper. Sure. It's in this box, I, I think that's I exactly think there's a was. little bit of fatigue there. So, while some were signaling the death knell, remember the articles that came out? Oh, look my, at all the unrest!
6: My, my partner, Arnie Spanier, has picked against them 10 weeks in a row. So, I mean, I think that's Arnie being Arnie
4: psychologically. But. I mean, you, at some point, you have to accept they're good.
6: That's what I try to tell them every week. No, but listen, my, my honest theory was. I said, look, there are a lot of teams I think are going to be good this year. I was really high on the Texans, did not look good those first few weeks, but they're coming into form. Uh, I really like the Chargers, but look, I didn't see KC coming. But my my theory was really simple, Harmon. It was the Patriots have now made the AFC Championship game eight straight seasons coming into this year. So they're going to be in the Final Four because history tells us they're going to be in the Final Four. And so if they're going to be in the Final Four – then, you know, they're at home. Who knows who they're playing? Now, look, do I feel the same way with the way that KC's throwing the ball over the field? If it's not in Foxboro, maybe, maybe not. Uh, as you alluded to, the Chargers are looking really good. But that was really my theory. It was it was, it was, was simple mathematics. As I said, I was a math major in college. So. No, sure. I'm kidding. I well, made that, part up. I made well, that, that part up.
4: No, that's good, though. I mean, you can, you can sell that as long as you're not applying for a head coaching job. I don't know in radio they're going to check your resume to verify what you, that your major was math or basket weaving. I don't I don't think it's going to matter. True. So I, I think you'll be okay job, there. So. But when we're, we're looking at the, the, as we dive into already thinking about uh, rolling to Atlanta and Super Bowl coverage, when we look at this Saints squad and what they've been able to do, and, and Drew Brees, you know, we, we talk older quarterbacks. It's always been about Tom Brady. And now you finally start pulling back and you're saying, oh, yeah. okay, well, that 2004 class, that's fun. Fill up. Eli. And Ben and Eli and, and Eli the last couple of weeks after Odell Beckham jr. And it said, Hey, let's go one and O each week and let's just figure it out. We can run the table. We can do this. They've played better football. Mm-hmm. Whether that continues this weekend and you get another legitimate effort out of them uh, and, and they're able to pull off another victory. That's, that's a whole other question, right? I mean, that's, they're on the road at Philly. Philly's got no secondary of which to speak. So in theory, you can still move the ball and Odell Beckham Jr. and Saquon Barkley, Evan Ingram and company, that they should be able to move the ball and perhaps put up enough points to take down the the Eagles as well. But when we're watching the the Saints and the masterwork that it's the defense being opportunistic and the offense is just so precision, like yep. so so surgeon like at this point. That you're throwing guys wide open. It's the, all right, here you you learn your routes. Breeze is going to find you. Sure. And, and the name tonight, you got four guys. I mean, Carr scored last week. So that's back to back weeks. But otherwise, you know, Tommy Lee Harris. Really?
6: I mean, Tommy Lee Harris. I, you know, I bet he, he was in a band in he, he could have been. He, Sounds like he, that kind Well, of you
4: happened. know, maybe maybe that was the case. But, you know, you're going through and and just looking at our It's Tommy Lee Lewis. I, I gave him Harris as a, uh, i conflated his name but tommy lee lewis dan arnold keith kirkwood austin carr now you only have two guys with more than two catches on the night thomas with four for 38 your headliner on six targets and arnold with four catches for 45 yards uh and the touchdown breeze with pass completions of at least 20 yards to three different receivers you got 153 yards on the ground between Kamara and Mark Ingram. You even saw a couple of carries from Taysom Hill. So that operational efficiency just at its finest. And, and this includes you know, an Atlanta team that has moved the ball effectively. 379 you're at for Matt Ryan passing uh, at this point. They haven't been able to run the ball. But moving the ball down the field, Julio Jones at 11 for 147. But you look at those turnovers, absolutely crushing this Atlanta offense and and taking away from all of the good that you had six sacks uh, absorbed here by Ryan. They've got a red zone opportunity here as we're just inside of two minutes uh, to finish this one off uh, for fantasy purposes. And and well, for you gamblers, uh, the over under was 61. So we're going to get a little bit closer there. <laughs> As we go, uh, Coleman with the touchdown reception, so uh, a little fantasy love down the stretch.
6: So I was going to say, I'll say this for Atlanta, is it does feel like Dan Quinn, I just feel like a lot of little stuff with Dan Quinn and the Falcons. I know they're injured. I know the defense is banged up. A lot of turnovers today. Missed PAT last week, which, of course, led them to – you know, to to do some things later in the game that they probably should like I just feel like at a certain point it does fall on the coaching, and I'm not saying he's a bad coach. He was obviously up twenty-eight to three in the Super Bowl, as we all know. But it just feels like a lot of little stuff with the Falcons. Some nights it just feels like they come out so unprepared. I'm thinking about that Browns game where Baker Mayfield completed his first thirteen passes, but we're seeing it again tonight with as you alluded to, Harmon, a lot of just mental mistakes.
4: Well, but you can just look at over the course of this season, right? And and the statistics for Matt Ryan. Overall, if you just take the the capsule and say, wow, look at this completion percentage, look at the yardage, and you get excited. And then you go back and look at that opening week loss to the Eagles and Nick Foles, 18-12, an uninspired performance. The loss to the Steelers, yeah, that's on the road, but they got absolutely blown out and, and the door is blown off in that game. 41-17, your final. You, you have eke out a win over the Giants. Okay, you got the W. And then you lose back-to-back games. The Browns, as you mentioned, with Baker, Mayfield, and company. The offense puts up 16 points. And then against the Cowboys. Yes, the Cowboys are surging. But you put up 19 points against them. So with all of these offensive weapons, you're certainly not finishing off drives and being effective and efficient as well. And you're, you're on the road. You're going to lose this game, barring A miracle comeback here in the final minute 51 we'll take you into that but we're going to go back to the early game this morning matthew stafford our buddy rob parker calls him stat padford you've heard that on fox sports radio for some time uh we're going to wonder uh, aloud is it time to move on and where should he go that's the next question in the NFL season as Matt Patricia uh, scratches his beard one more time. Aaron George is in for Jason Smith. I'm Mike Harmon. The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon here on Fox Sports Radio continues on this Thanksgiving night. Hey, Coach, what do you think of that song?
3: I'm not on Snapface and all that.
4: That wasn't what I asked, Bill. I do appreciate your social media acumen, but uh, do you like this song? I hate that song. All right. You thought about it a little bit, though, so we're getting better. Welcome in the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon from the Geico Studios. Aaron Torres is in for Jason Smith this evening. We're watching Michigan State absolutely boat race. UCLA College Basketball 51-26 at the half.
6: Not good for Steve
4: Alford. It's not good for, uh, well, not good for anybody, but Steve Alford. Good for Tom Izzo.
6: Good for Michigan State. But
4: is it good for us as a viewing audience? Unless unless, unless I'm a Spartan fan, hell no, exactly. Twenty five point blowout. That's not getting me to stay.
6: Well, as you said, some of the degenerates. Whether you're a basketball degenerate, you got you got to be a junkie. That's absolutely true. Or yeah, no, I, I'm a. And I'll say this: I'm a college basketball junkie. And if I wasn't sitting here in studio, I I'd probably I probably want to keep that one on. So.
4: But we celebrate it, fifty-one twenty-six uh, at the half, number eleven versus number seventeen. So whenever we get these ranked matchups, like we were celebrating the Duke and Zaga game yesterday, it's certainly something you, you've got to put a, a note on. Uh, Winston, fifteen points, Langford with eleven to lead the Spartans, and uh, just a big first half. Whenever you get fifty-one points and a half in college basketball, though, it certainly does get you to raise an eyebrow.
6: Oh, yeah. And especially, I mean, look, it's a matchup of ranked teams. Now, look, it's early in the season. It's hard to know. Well, I mean, it depends on how, how closely you follow. But the, the point I'm trying to get to is uh, UCLA is not one of the top 25 teams in college basketball right now. But for people who haven't seen them, they haven't really played anybody, uh, you might be surprised by this score. I think UCLA is a work in progress. Michigan State, if you remember, uh, they played Kansas, which is number two in the country right now, played them really tough. So Michigan State has a little bit more big game experience But it is not pretty, as we just discussed, for Steve Alford, a guy that is very much on the hot seat coming into this year. And uh, there may be a new coach at UCLA by the time you and I are doing this show on Thanksgiving 2019.
4: Look at you. You're calling for his ousting. I love it. On Thanksgiving. You're fired.
6: I'm calling for us to work together, too, though. Oh,
4: sure. No, absolutely. I'm talking longevity. I appreciated that part of it. But, you know, it's a negative business, so we have to go with the –
6: you led with the negativity, so we needed to go there. I didn't lead with the negativity. Listen, I'm not the guy that's coaching the team that's down 27 points or whatever at halftime in a nationally televised game. I'm not the guy that lost in the first four last year to to St. Bonaventure. So – Listen, I, and, and by the way, I like Steve. I have no I have no personal vendetta against him. I'm just stating facts here is that he came into the season on the hot seat. And look, this is the gift and the curse of the hot seat, right? I mean, Jason Garrett, three weeks ago, we were laughing at Jerry Jones saying, oh, yeah, no, he'll be back next year. Don't even – well, yeah, it's not even a question. Three wins later, and, and there's plenty of time for Steve Alford to turn around. But here's the bottom line is 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 when you're going into a year or when you're in the middle of the year uh, like like the Cowboys are where you know you need to get wins – you got to get wins, or we're going to talk about you and your job and your future.
4: Oh, in about five minutes from now, we'll get back into that game. Some controversy uh, towards the end. Uh, Not that it would have necessarily mattered in the final score, but as they say, the Redskins may have had a chance. We'll get into that in just a little bit. But the early game of the day, it was the Detroit Lions-Chicago Bears. uh, Second time they've played in a matter of 12 days. Uh, You're looking at the Bears off their 88 hours between the Sunday night game and the win over Minnesota and getting back into Detroit to play this one as the early game with the 1230 Eastern time kickoff without Mitchell Trubisky with all of these factors. And Matthew Stafford once once again gives away a game. Two interceptions in the final five minutes. The Jackson return. Uh, for a touchdown, fifth touchdown for him, there's all sorts of craziness in terms of stats and how that breaks down. I had a little bit of fun uh, earlier. I, I sent you guys the note uh, as we were prepping for the show. What do you do? You send a bunch of tweets of cool little factoids uh, because, let's face it, coming out on Monday night's game, one of the most entertaining games we've seen, bar none, even if you, you hate uh, offense to that level. 54-51, you saw just athleticism and big plays time and again. And to get to that score, you also had three defensive touchdowns and some huge plays along the way. But people bemoan that and they're because people find a way to hate and complain about anything of in today's day and age. And now when this game started, the lack of offensive proficiency, I think which is the kind way to say it, there were all sorts of records being set for the 2018 nfl season in terms of scores and yardage and everything else because you basically had to put the boxing uh metaphor on it guys feeling each other out right you're trying to all right is the run game going to work here no the bears couldn't run the ball effectively le blunt eventually runs for 88 yards and two scores and and he's the big hero of the day but for matthew stafford it was clear they weren't going to get him into seven-step drops for fear of what that pass rush was going to do, given the number of hits that he'd absorbed over the last couple of weeks. Remember the 10-sack game in the recent rearview mirror against the Minnesota Vikings. But when we look at Matthew Stafford at this point, and we've had this question all year with Joe Flacco with the drafting of Lamar Jackson, the writing was on the wall. Matthew Stafford's out of the 2008 NFL draft class. been around a long time. And as much as we talk about dysfunction. In Oakland and Cleveland, Detroit's always been on the metal stand or or hovering around it in terms of their system systematic approach to uh, losing because it's been uh, almost surgeon-like at times. Much like we celebrate Drew Brees for his efficiency that way, the Lions have found a way to stumble and and fall time and time again. And for Matthew Stafford, he had a nice run statistically to start the season with – inconsistent results in the wins and losses the last couple of weeks it's really gone asunder three touchdown passes his last four games
6: yeah listen i mean there's a reason that our buddy uh on before you and jason every day rob parker calls him stat padford and it's because he pads his stats in non-meaningful situations and so um, you know, you didn't really kind of get to the point, Mike. But I think we like. No, I didn't mean that in like an offensive way. Like, I I truly appreciate um, you. I'm the, sorry the baseball that, bat came, that
4: you came over that, the top. That came, with.
6: that came that came out it came very out with a lot wrong. of hate. No, there is there is no hate. As I told you yesterday, some people have a lot of people have all kinds of crazy Thanksgiving traditions. My Thanksgiving tradition is hanging out with you. So that came out wrong. I apologize. <laughs> but what you were what you were going to eventually get to was that. Like, how long, as you said, Matt Stafford's been in the NFL, he was 2008 draft, still zero playoff wins on his resume. Now, of course, there was a game in Dallas a few years ago that was winnable. Like, we get all that. But, like, the point is, is that, and I think it's an interesting conversation, is if you're the Lions, can you start over? Is this a guy that maybe now you've just seen what there is to see and it's time to move on it's time to to trade him for whatever i mean we know that that guys are being traded left and right usually not franchise caliber quarterbacks but i don't know what he would get on the open market but is a jacksonville interested um you know would uh i don't know there's uh, denver is obviously looking for stability at quarterback And to me, I just think we've kind of just reached this point with him where you kind of know what you're going to get from him. And as I kind of said, this is why a guy like Rob Parker, our buddy, calls him Stab Padford. He doesn't make the big throws in the big games, and he had two interceptions that costed his team a chance to win the game today. Yeah,
4: as I alluded to with the Joe Flacco reference, right, we're going to have an active quarterback market, and Derek Carr certainly among them. We talked about him a little bit yesterday saying, look, I, I hope to mess up the draft pick Uh, status of the Raiders by winning games and playing well he's also readily admitting and and accepting the fact that John Gruden could shuffle him out tomorrow sure right and there was some rumor uh, ahead of all all your deadlines and all that that might have come to fruition that he might have been the next to go but you look at his contract much like Stafford's where it's not prohibitive given where we're where the salaries of starting quarterbacks are going so if a team wants to start over with a Stafford, with a Flacco, with Carr. Derek Carr, it's not going to crush them because they had, while they're signed and you've got longer, you've still got years on the deal. Right now, Stafford signed through 2022, then it's not going to prohibit
6: you from building around him. So if Stafford, like if Stafford became available, how many teams do you think would be? Because, you know, we, we had this kind of debate, and I even go to a team like the Cardinals, like the Jets. I know they just drafted a quarterback. But Sam Darnold's 21 years old. He was the youngest quarterback to ever start in week one. Maybe it's tough because Stafford's still right around 30, 31. He's still a little too young. But, like, to me, if you want to get through the next two or three years and let Josh Rosen develop without throwing him to the Wolves and potentially putting him at risk of kind of screwing him up for the long term, I don't know, I just – I just I I think it's a weird situation. I'm just curious how many teams you think legitimately would be interested in, somebody like him on the open market.
4: I mean, I enjoy the the idea and the if you had the luxury of taking a guy in the top ten and letting him sit. Right? Lamar Jackson was the last to start. Just generally that's not the way it works because coaches don't get long leashes anymore. Very few, very few get the Marvin Lewis treatment of you know what, we were so bad for a lot of years. We can be okay. And he's How, made um, made playoffs, but he's never won
6: playoff games. Yet there he is in year 14, year 15. Let's say Matt Stafford came available. Do you think the Giants should go after him? I think that'd I think be a pretty word nice, word nice I think gap. it's where the look yeah. say,
4: look-see. But, again, the question becomes the have you seen the best of what Matthew Stafford is? Is it the Detroit style? Is it? Because in theory, cause in theory too, right, you know? things started functioning better when they brought in Jim Bob Cooter. Mm-hmm. And everything started to flow, and we had the great touchdown-to-interception ratio, and everything flowed today without Kerryon Johnson, without Marvin Jones. So you take a little of that, the the curious trade of Golden Golden Tate, who's now lost and trying to find his way in Philadelphia. But suddenly, that offensive efficiency and that prowess went to the wayside. We'll continue this conversation uh, on the other side. But first, we're going to step out to Steve DeSager. And get an update on what was a busy day and is a busy day in this sporting universe. Hey, Steve.
7: Hello, and we've got a ton of NFL news. We'll start with the three games. New Orleans tonight won its tenth straight. Beat Atlanta 31-17. The Atlanta running backs twelve carries, just six yards in this one. Julio Jones, eleven receptions for one forty-seven and one fumble. Matt Ryan was sacked six times. The Falcons on the road now one and four. Meanwhile, Dallas beat rival Washington 31-23. Each team is six and five, tied for first in that division. Dak Prescott with two long TD passes to Amari Cooper, plus a touchdown run. Chicago won its fifth straight game, 23-16 at Detroit. Matt Stafford, no touchdowns, two interceptions. In fact, a pick six returned with six minutes to go. Got the Bears the lead. Eddie Jackson, the hero, and the Bears, despite not much on the ground, win 23-16. Ravens quarterback Joe Flacco missed practice again with a hip injury. Baltimore running back Alex Collins did not practice with a bad foot. Packers tight end Jimmy green Graham was at practice, testing out the broken thumb, hoping to play in the matchup Sunday night with the Vikings. Jets quarterback Sam Darnold, though, suited up and did not practice for a second straight day, continuing to deal with the sprained foot. Quarterback of the Titans, Marcus Mariota, was limited in practice due to the neck stinger that forced him out of the loss last weekend. Seattle wide receiver Doug Baldwin missed another practice with a groin injury, and Bengals wide receiver A.J. Green missed practice again with a bad toe. In college football, 18th ranked Mississippi State won. 35-3 at Ole Miss. College basketball doubleheader from Vegas on FS1. In the first game, Texas beat 7th-ranked North Carolina 92-89. to Right now, Michigan State, which shot 60% from the floor in the first half, leads UCLA 55-32 early in the second half. Elsewhere, victories for Virginia and Nevada in the top 10. College Hoops wins for LSU, Wisconsin, and Florida as well. Fresno State defeated Northwestern 78-59 at the Wooden Legacy in Southern California. In fact, that's going to be the late game tonight. There will be in Titan Gym, Cal State Fullerton, a game that still has yet to start. In the next few minutes, they're going to begin Utah versus Hawaii. NBA and NHL are off, guys. Fantastic stuff, Steve.
4: See, uh, he's getting warmed up for what is a busy day tomorrow. Thanks, Steve. Mm-hmm. Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours throughout the, the land. We appreciate you stopping on by. Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. You can go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Jason Smith off tonight. He's off again tomorrow. In his stead, we have the dulcet tones of Aaron Torres watching this college basketball game intently. And i got to say, Aaron, there's one thing that really stands out here. What do you got? Tom Izzo should be in a suit.
0: Forever and oh. always. Forget the polo.
4: No, this is the— Unless big... he's in kiss gear. He's in kiss gear I'm in. Is that something that he's done before? He's
6: done that before. Oh,
4: when's—oh, uh, like a— like... One of those— you know, midnight madness kind oh, okay.
6: of. Okay, I was gonna say, is it safe for me to Google on a work computer? I was. Yeah, you was, can. Okay, I was a little worried about that one. Um,
4: no, this is the. Buddy, we're talking about Michigan State. If dressing up as Gene Simmons is the worst thing
6: Tom Izzo's done,
4: well, Tom which, Izzo we didn't still do anything
6: have, wrong. But there was a lot of other stuff that happened on that campus. But I'm, uh, I'm
4: still in the in the curiosity. Perhaps I'm naive, and, and maybe. Uh, no, nah, I'm not. Uh, you're not one of the most powerful men on a campus, and you don't have. Some rumors and whispers of th- what's going on.
6: Uh, yeah, I think every every guy once you reach a certain level, um, there's always. And the thing too is with Izzo and all that stuff. And I'll say this is that um, I'm not defending like obviously what happened at, at Michigan State, but but you look at all these guys. If you stay in a place long enough, the problem becomes is that we hold you to a 2018 standard for what you did in 2001, 2002, 2005, 2010. And so there is stuff that now as a head coach you could frankly never get away with nor should you have been allowed to get away with 10 or 15 years ago, but whether it's Bill Belichick signing guys now that he or signing guys then that he'd never be able to sign now Coach K's made some decisions that I'm sure all these guys have been around for ten or fifteen years. We don't need to get into the nitty gritty. By the way, I would say this: I disagree with you on the poll, though. Though it's Thanksgiving, you gotta you gotta let loose. I like in Maui sometimes the coach will wear an actual Hawaiian shirt on the sidelines. I'm cool. Hawaiian shirt in the lay, you know. I mean, it's good. It's good for business. And uh, and here
4: I think they're just kind of selling the. Uh... The sponsor of the the shirts
6: yeah I'm cool with uh this time of year you're in th- it's Thanksgiving you're playing on Thanksgiving night you're in Vegas wear a polo there's Steve Alfred Steve Alfred's wearing his polo Roy Williams was wearing a polo with a sweater vest just not a fan not a fan forget the polo shirt and tie I mean see people can't see this but you come in to to work with a shirt and tie on every single day no that's so right you're just professional well, I
4: mean, you, yeah you gotta you gotta take it to the next level there's no question about it uh tech tuxedo night Tomorrow, Every- most people go Hawaiian oh. shirt day on a Friday. We're going tuxedo night. So, We're talking about was, Matt Stafford. I was gonna say instead of dress down, we dress up. We're gonna dress up. We got to go into the weekend in style. But well, you look at Matt Stafford, and, and you're talking about teams that potentially could take a look, see at him. Uh, it's a difficult proposition. So, a couple that you name the the Jets and the Cardinals. If he's a guy that's the mentor,
6: you have he's kind of too good to be a mentor. You
4: already have Josh McCown, sure, who's who's recognized what his role is there. Mm -hmm. Right. For Josh Rosen, they'd hope Sam Bradford might be that guy, but he was just seat seat filler. Right. He got his check and and everybody went after Sam Bradford for what he got paid. It's like, forget, forget you. Every one of you would walk in and sign that that contract oh. as fast as it showed up on of your course. door and you'd jump to the next job, you'd jump across the street, whatever else for a few dollars more. So don't don't whenever we start playing the career salary game because they did it with Chase Daniel.
6: Oh, I did it last night with Chase. Daniel. Yeah, you did
4: it, but uh, but this became like the meme of all memes before he went out and had a nice performance against the Lions. Like why are we counting other people's money? Is, oh. the, is As a backup quarterback, you make what the going rate is, and if you can stay in the league nine years and not have to play that often, but you're a guy that's instrumental in the film room oh, or yeah. whatever, because you're not around nine years if you're just eating Agreed. sandwiches and, and leaving. Jamarcus right? Russell. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're out of the league pretty fast if that's the case. So to stick around for nine years, there's got to be some inherent value, and the fact that the Chiefs coaches that came over to Chicago with Nagy decided this was the guy they wanted in that room. There had to be
6: something more there. Well, and I was going to say too, the guy that I referenced last night, a guy that I actually went to college with Dan Orlovsky at the university of Connecticut. um, You can see instantaneously that guy leaves being an NFL player for 10 years being a career backup that as you alluded to Harmon made a ton of money but he goes right into the media and is already one of the sharper minds in in sports media and I know he's done some hits here for us on FSR and he's done some other stuff but he's the perfect example right is like you know he didn't get there by accident I know that he's most famous for uh that safety where he ran out of bounds we get all that but he is a pretty sharp guy and the point I'm trying to get to is that uh he has shown it in his post career work in the media yeah so to,
4: long story short the idea becomes for matt stafford where's a place if you think he's the answer denver it's got to be denver, a, it, right? denver's the only place that stands out where they're gonna look i mean keenum's got one more year is he much better than keenum
6: uh to physically fin-
4: to, but i mean to finish the job right no, when right. we're talking about wins and and winning time how much difference is there well the physical attributes, yes, we'll say, Hey, Stafford's looks the part, throws the part, whatever else. But when it comes down to Case Keenum versus him in the in the win column, is yeah. is how much is he worth
6: I, over over Case Keenum? I do think that having that great defense in Denver plays a factor because it does still feel like in Detroit, and now he's had defensive superstars in Detroit and Dominican Sue obviously there for a while. Um, But he has had, the the organization has been on his back and it's been on him being able to put up enough points to win. And so I think if you add him in with that defense in Denver, I do think it makes a lot of sense. Now, we're saying all this as if he's going to be on the trade block and I, I do think that, uh, I think it's pretty obvious, actually, that Detroit's not doing anything with them. I mean, they, they believe – I think they think that he is whatever – better than whatever alternative there is in the future. But I do think it's fair for guys like you and I, who watch football every Sunday and commentate on it, to kind of say, what really is your ceiling for if you're Detroit with Matt Stafford as your quarterback?
4: Well, but it's like when we get into the coaching carousel, in, in pick, any, pick any sport. becomes the, can you find someone – Yes, that's better than what you have now. Or at least as good, maybe cheaper, or a different vibe comes into that room. Whatever you're looking for in terms of that equation and how much you weight each of those component parts. But when we get to a guy like Matt Stafford, we're in year 11. He had Calvin Johnson. Calvin Johnson walked away. Now, it's not because of him, Mm -hmm. but there's an offensive weapon that oh, cool. was historically great one of the weapon. one of the greats yeah. right and cool. you you look at what they've had offensively through the years there's been a lot of talent mm-hmm. that's come through there's been a couple of unfortunate draft choices that didn't work out or got hurt or or you had you know Eric Ebron who was just a guy there and called one of the worst draft choices they've had in the last decade and now he's got 10 touchdowns in Indianapolis this year. Yep. So the way fortunes go as you move, maybe a change of scenery is enough, but speculation comes in because at some point you've got to decide when it's time to move on. And usually you want to be a year too soon uh, rather than a year too late. Just go to the New England predictive model. Coming up next, we look at one of the other games. We go back into the fun of the Dallas and Washington game. A couple of hits and plays down the stretch, maybe not quite called as they should have been. We'll get into that as we continue. The Jason Smith Show with Mike and Aaron Torres in for Jason on Fox Sports Radio. Have a great Thanksgiving because Big Bowler is. Welcome back in the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Fox Sports Radio. Aaron Torres in for Jason Smith. Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. Uh, hopefully you're chill with a, a glass of your favorite. Alcoholic, non-alcoholic. Nice glass of water, whatever it takes. Uh, and celebrating a little bit of time with friends and family. If you're by yourselves, uh, that's good too. Be who you are and have some fun. Enjoy the day and, and celebrate uh, that we're all still uh, pushing forward here yeah. on a Thanksgiving night. It's good to have Aaron in with us, part of the family, our extended Fox family uh, that each year we, we grab to new members.
6: Yeah, I was going to say, we all have something to be thankful for, whether you're with family, whether you're working There's always something to be thankful for. I'm honestly truly thankful to be here with you, Mike. Love working with you. We've done it two years in a row now on Thanksgiving. Uh, I think it's becoming a little bit of our tradition. Well, if we can get it next year, then it's an actual streak, right? Once you get the three on
4: on something, isn't that what they call a streak?
6: Yeah, it's Major League. We won yesterday. We won again today. If we win tomorrow, they call that a winning streak. It has happened. Maybe Jim Brown, was that his name? Lou Brown. Lou Brown. Lou Brown. There you go. It has
4: happened. Manager before. Lou Brown, the legend, uh, as it were. You know, reminder, we're brought to you by Discover Card. We treat you like you treat you. And earlier today, we had the Dallas Cowboys with another victory to move to six and five, tying the Redskins atop the NFC East. Thirty-one twenty-three, your final. Late in that game, there was a, a play, a big completion, uh or what looked to be a completion to Jordan Reed that in the moment, well. Didn't have a a, a lot of impact. But afterwards, on social media, one of the bigger plays of the day.
5: Pass over the middle and a
4: big hit. Jordan Reed. Watch this hit by Woods that was right to the helmet and it looked like Reed lost his mouth guard in the process. Yeah Woods he came in and and just leveled him. He's looking for a flag and we'll talk to Mike
1: Pereira. This was a hit to the helmet was it not? It certainly is. He is a defenseless player so you can't go to the head or neck area with your helmet forearm shoulder. Doesn't have to be the crown of the helmet any part of the helmet. So yes that's a that's a foul.
4: So there's the, the call from Big Fox, Mike Pereira, who joins us each and every week on Monday and goes through the officiating snafus or some of the celebration of good officiating. Uh, we had the All-Star crew on Monday night, and I took a, a very strong uh, position against. Mike Pereira agreed with me, and well, they went out and called 20 penalties and missed a couple of big things. In this particular case, after this missed call, Washington makes a field goal, Makes it 31 23. They don't get the onside kick. Dallas finishes out the game, and away you go. The Dallas wins. Dallas covers. Everybody plays on. But for the Redskins, this was one of several plays that have started to show up on social media miss face masks on Colt McCoy during a tackle, or or other blows to the head uh, on receivers. Uh, holding penalties that weren't called. And we certainly see that in, in most games. We're going to have a couple of those incidences. But in a spotlight game like this, when you miss one down the stretch, and, and let's face it, this game really opened up uh, from what was uh, kind of a dreary, kind of slow-going slow, slow going affair for a while. Uh, and then the, the points started rolling. You, you saw the offenses pick up uh, to see a, another incident of this, which is such a point of emphasis for the league being missed in a red zone opportunity uh, is is disheartening, you know, for the league. I'm sure that this is, you know, one of their worst circumstances. Now the Cowboys winning, the Cowboys continuing to roll up and conspiracy theorists will Hmm. push the, Hey, the referees look the other way. Well, but in this particular case, you got another missed call.
6: I would say, you know, first of all, obviously I'm not Jordan Reed and, I'm sure he wasn't feeling too well after that hit, and I hope he's okay. But I do think any Redskins fan that thinks that they lost this game because of that or a face mask on Colt McCoy, like, let's not get ridiculous here. I mean, look, Amari Cooper had a 90 yard touchdown run or 90 yard touchdown catch, excuse me, most of it on a play that could have been stopped after a very easy tackle in the secondary. He had another 40 yard touchdown reception. Uh, blame the defense, blame missed tackles, don't blame one call from the ref.
4: Certainly got to make plays, and they, they didn't make enough uh, defensively, offensively that were in the game at all a uh, big deal. Ver, Vernon Davis with a big touchdown catch, and you have that play to read. Coming up next, we'll break down the rest of the day's slate and preview week 12 with one of our favorite insiders, the Jason Smith Show. With Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio.
5: Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific.
4: Locked and loaded, hour three of the program, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon here on Fox Sports Radio, coming to you from the Geico Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. You can go to geico.com and get your free rate quote. Aaron Torres in for Jason Smith celebrating uh, gluttony. Both for football, we got college basketball.
6: It's just been a big night, Aaron. It's been a great night. This is the second Thanksgiving in a row that you and I are working together. I know I've said it a few times. Speaking of gluttony, I'm a glutton for Mike Harmon. Oh, I appreciate, look at that. appreciate everything that you and the guys do for me. I know I was kind of mean to Teichert earlier in the show. I take back all the mean things that I said. I'm sorry, Alec. There you
4: go. We got a, a Thanksgiving apology. Normally, Thanksgiving ends with people taking their ball and leaving whatever that might have been. Maybe that's that extra bottle of booze. You know what? That, that's a nice bottle of wine. I'm taking it home with me. A guy who would never do that that's to you, though. That's my Tupperware. That's right. A guy who would never do that, though. Our buddy joins the show each and every week, taking some time off uh, on his holiday. Editor-in-chief, fansided.com. Our buddy Jason Cole. Follow him over on Twitter, at JasonCole62. Jason, happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for taking a few with us.
1: No problem. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, what, what, is, what is Jason doing right now? Because like, I mean, uh, he's not re- like. Yeah, there's no way he spent the entire day with family like he's like looking up old jets trivia or something like yeah that, I, or... We're,
4: we're guessing jets trivia he's designing plays for his daughter's soccer team he's eating uh a lot of things that contain an unhealthy amount of chocolate and uh probably
1: and chocolate is a great thing what's not combination. a combination
4: yeah it's not a bad way to be right and then i think at the end uh, he'll go and he'll Google things that would make the computer here in the Geico studio. Like Richard Todd
1: scabbing reports and stuff like that. He
4: did have good hair, though. I mean, you got to give Richard, Richard Todd? Todd. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because well, Jason doesn't. But, well, uh, Jason
4: did once upon a time, though. If you go back in the in the way back machine, man, that was some tall hair. I don't know what happened. Something traumatic along it, the way. Like no. something
1: from the the Thompson Twins? Yeah, a lot of, no,
4: it is. Yeah, i got to go find the photo. I'm sure I
6: can find it in uh, the archives. It say, really is we, a frightening
1: thing. We should insert him into a photo of the Thompson Twins.
6: I like so. that. A lot of Mets and Jets losses, I think, is what happened to that hair. Just a hunch. Just throw
4: it out. Yeah, I mean, and you've got to be happy that you don't get a Jerry Jones impression after an impressive tw- 31-23 win and Amari Cooper yeah, shining. we're,
1: we're, we're going to get a lot of Jerry Jones here coming down the pike as he smiles and grins his way to a Jason Garrett contract extension. uh oh, he's in his glory, isn't he? He's just loving this. Well, he bowed
4: after the Cooper 90-yard touchdown reception. I mean, it's every, everything.
1: <laughs> he pointed that pointed out pointed at the field and said, Jason, my man. My man. Well, you Stay, with me. Stay with me, son. Stay with me. You know you, you know, daddy loves you.
4: Well, I called him daddy now. I like that. There you go. I, but, it, now, but now they're at six and five. They're rolling. The Redskins, they lose Alex Smith, Colt McCoy, a game effort. Uh, people pointing at the officiating. In the end, you got explosive plays from an offense for the first seven weeks. You couldn't find one.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, because you know, Michael Irvin is back in the form there of Mark Cooper, <laughs> and Emma Smith has returned in the form of Ezekiel Elliott, and dare we say that Dak Prescott is Troy Aikman? The, the Triplets have returned. He's no longer Clint Sterner.
4: <laughs> wow, a Clint Sterner reference. Now
1: I dig You're, that. You don't get. You don't get. You get. There are not many shows in America where you can get both Richard Todd and <laughs> Clint Sterner in the same interview.
6: I'll be honest. I'm on this show right now and I have no idea what you guys are talking about.
1: So. <laughs> well that's yeah. Which is the way it should be. Son, stay out of the way. Let it go. <laughs> uh,
6: so so I do I wanna I wanna ask about the other game, which is Detroit Chicago, something that Harmon and I have been hitting on all night. Is Matt Stafford? I mean, we're now—he got drafted in 2008. Obviously, the Lions aren't going to move on from him, but I mean, like, how do you reconcile it if you're a Lions fan? We see this all the time, and of course, the game ends. Did he lost
1: to Chase Daniel? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that he went. Basically, I mean, I know that you know they, they're not actually playing against each other, but you're at home. They're starting Chase Daniel on uh, not just a short week, right? Not just, you know, the, the Sunday-Thursday thing. But the Sunday night to Thursday game, like 84 hours ago, it was Mitch and Trubisky. And then Chase, Chase Daniel, 32-year-old Chase Daniel, walks in to make his third start and outplays you by a mile. Like he's the best quarterback on the field. And uh, let's see, Detroit, you spent – oh, like, was it, over $200 million on this guy?
4: That's about right, yep. It
1: was that's
4: $135 extension, so yeah.
1: Yeah, that, that's like buying Facebook stock right now. That's, I mean, basically, if you look back at it, Matt Stafford has, he's traced the progression of Facebook. Like, he <laughs> was was great stock, you know, like, back when he was drafted, and now he's starting to plummet. Like, everybody... You know, like all that talent and all that ability. And somewhere along the line, he just lied to to Lions fans the whole way along.
4: So how do we we shuffle things up? How do we re- redirect uh, Joe Flacco oh, no, no, no. and they're, Matt Stafford? They're, they're,
1: they're <laughs> Matt, Patricia, Beard, Deep, and Matt Stafford. Like, this is the Matt and Matt show. And again, like Matt, we, we're talking about Matt Stafford lost this one. So did Matt Patricia. Again, Matt Patricia's short week also couldn't come up with a plan to beat Chase Daniel.
4: Well, everything lined up for them, right? And, and, as, and they got a good running game. They got LeGarrette Blunt off on the ground. And even with Carrion Johnson and no Marvin Jones. It's, John, short, it's, it's well, just it's, everything it's set it's up. It's a
1: short week against a backup quarterback. All. It all
4: comes back to Chase Daniel.
1: <laughs> Chase lost to Chase Daniel. And he, like, he completely outplayed your defense and he outplayed your your $200 million quarterback. I mean, I, you know, look, I, I, I get first-year coach trying to rebuild, do some things. There are certain games where you just go, you have to win this game. You just, you know, yeah, the Bears are a pretty good team, but you have to win that game. Like Matt Stafford throwing that interception to Eddie Jackson, is like, that that's like a first or second year quarterback. He, he never know, like saw him, right? Ex- exactly the point, right? right? Every, like, everybody
4: was trying to make excuses for what the attempt was. He he literally didn't see Eddie
1: Jackson, right? Like that that's the thing. So that got Mark Sanchez, you know, you know, that got Mark Sanchez out of New York, which crushed Jason. Of course, I
4: know. Happy anniversary yeah. to the butt fumble, by the way.
1: Yeah, right. See, I mean, these, are, these are those are the things that Jason Smith is at home celebrating right now. Like he's watching the, he's watching video of the butt fumble along with the Richard Richard Todd um, scouting report. Like these are the things that he does on Thanksgiving night.
6: I'll just wrap. Uh, last one for me. Uh... Nor- you don't really know where you don't really. Yeah, I'm just like. It's, like not, no, it's, it's, just, it's not even but, my last one. I just he's, I, he's trying to figure out exactly how this dance works, Jason. I, yeah, I mean, <laughs> th- there's some. Uh... You,
1: you didn't prep him very well for this.
4: <laughs> well, just, I I, I kind of told him it's like it's a little free flowing when Jason Cole joins us. He's a friend of the show. Well, we have a different relationship than most interviews you're going to
1: hear. <laughs> no, and what I appreciate. You're not getting a lot of X's and O's. No,
6: no what I appreciate because I want I just want to. Keep on this Matt Stafford train where we're just crushing them because you know, like, like sometimes you know you have to be diplomatic and well, you know, they it was.
1: No, important. you don't have to be diplomatic. And I, this, is I and this is why I appreciate it. dollars <laughs> for that,
6: and this is why I appreciate it, and this is why I appreciate it. So, did you have anything else on Stafford? Because I just want to keep going. Because like, like, I just want to like, keep. Like, I was saying to Harmon. Like, I I don't know the cappy but economics of how all this uh, works. Okay, like, you you I, can't uh, keep uh, them. Just
1: I don't know if you were paying attention to me on Twitter earlier, but like about ten hours ago, like you know, Robert Klemkov of SI.com dot com put out this ridiculous list of the best you know sports movies of all time, and he had like the program listed as one of the top seven or eight movies, sports movies of all time, mm-hmm. and and the program is just you know it's craptastic. I mean, it's just it's so bad that it's good, right? Like right. it's just so horrendously awful. And so, like, Matt Stafford is sort of the program of NFL quarterbacks. Like, you think it's going to be good. You think it's going to, you know, like there's something there. You think there's going to be some hidden truth and some depth and stuff like that. And no, it's just awful.
4: No, and it kicks you in the teeth once once again. Jason Cole joining us on the hotline. Editor-in-Chief, fansided.com. Find him on Twitter at JasonCole62. The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon here from the Geico Studios. Aaron Torres in for Jason Smith. in uh, the nightcap, do, do we start celebrating the New Orleans defense a bit, or do we just bash the uh, the Falcons for their inability to hang on to the football? Well,
1: I'm in that I mean, that's a long the That play on Julio Jones on the crossing route where they spun him up, it's a heck of a play.
4: Yeah, that and the the Lattimore, I mean, he he shades a peanut Tillman coming over the top.
1: Yeah, I mean, the Saints defense is playing with, you know, an amazing amount of confidence right now because they're playing with leads all the time, right? This is get on top of people and then – Play, you're playing pass defense, right? I mean, this is straight out of the Dallas Cowboys in the early '90s. See, it goes
4: back to um, the, the triplets. Fair. I love it.
1: Right, <laughs> it all goes back to the triplets. And Jerry Jones is <laughs> sitting there going, "I, I got Jason Garrett, but I could have had, I could have had Sean Payton. I could, but I feel good about Jason Garrett." Um, and so, yeah, I like this, the Saints' defense is. Is legit given given that they're playing with leads like this. Um, if they have to play an even game, I mean, inter- I'm a little bit more interested in how they play. But maybe they just feel like, look, we'll attack people no matter what right now because we are confident now in what they can do. That you know we're going to play this way no matter what the score looks like. And when you start playing that way, and this is the way that they played the year that they won the title in nine. Uh, They weren't a great defense. The personnel wasn't awesome, but they played with incredible swagger. And by the time you got to the to the playoffs, you know that that was a hell of a unit that complemented what they had on offense.
6: Is there any slowing them down in this regular season? Because I I even I was talking to Harm about this earlier. Go back three, four weeks ago. They beat the Rams. They have to go on the road. They think they have Dez. They don't have Dez. It feels like a natural letdown and they smoke the Bengals. And since then, I've been in two feet. Is there any slowing them down between now and the time we get to the playoffs?
1: No. I, I mean, look, there might be somewhere where they trip up. Um, and th- it's going to be interesting to watch because I think the Rams, and you know, what the Rams have left that that really worries you on their schedule, maybe the Chicago game Bears. at Chicago. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think that – New Orleans has some interesting opponents, like they they face Dallas. But I, I mean, look, I think that Sean Payton's going to do everything he can to put up fifty in that game. Not only because it's Jerry and, he, and they have that you know weird friendship between Sean and Jerry, but I think he's going to want to send a message to the Cowboys that okay, you guys might win that division, you know, have a little fun, but I'm, we're going to lay fifty on you and you're going to be so confused that if you have to come here to us to play us in the playoffs, <laughs> we're going to put on a great show. <laughs> it, uh, you know, like have fun, have fun with this, right? I love and it. And so I, I think that that's the way that they're going to play. That's the confidence that they're playing with. I would say the one thing that would worry me most about Sean Peyton and the Saints is Sean has a tendency to get a little bit goofy in some games when it comes to clock clock management in close games. So if they're in a close game, given how aggressive they're playing right now, he might be a little bit too aggressive and it might cost him somewhere. If that happens, then all of a sudden you're opening the door with the Rams, and then you know if you change where the where the championship game potentially gets played, you know, the NFC Championship game, that becomes a little more interesting for
4: him. There you go, pulling out the crystal ball and also giving us, uh, well, the allusion to Thunderdome uh, as to two men enter, one man leave, and Sean Payton looking to uh, battle down
1: uh, on Jason uh, Garrett. Uh, he's just God. He, there's just there's a certain evilness that I know that Sean Payton has in his heart that <laughs> manifests itself in his relationship with with Jerry. Because you know, like that's evil on evil, right? You sure. know, like yeah, I mean those guys want to pummel each other in a competitive way. And so that when they go to Saint Elmo's in February, uh, at the Combine, like the guy the winner basically gets to put the, you know, put the bill on the other one.
4: Nicely done. St. Elmo's reference. See, we're we're leaving no stone unturned. Jason Cole, editor-in-chief, fansided.com, friend of the show. Jason, thanks for hanging out with us for a few minutes tonight. Always appreciate you.
1: Anytime, guys. Be good. Happy Thanksgiving.
4: That's our guy. Each and every week, bringing you brilliance. At Jason Cole, 62 on Twitter. Check out fansighted.com. He's one of the best, and uh, we appreciate his friendship and what he means to the show. The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon here from the Geico Studios of Fox Sports Radio. Aaron Torres is in for Jason Smith. We're going to stick with the New Orleans-Atlanta game and the evil side of Sean Payton. It's reflected in the box score. That's next on Fox. Greetings. Welcome back in. The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon here on Fox Sports Radio. Aaron Torres is in for Jason Smith tonight and tomorrow. uh, Off celebrating the Thanksgiving holiday. I'm sure diagramming plays for his daughter's AYSO team. Maybe doing a little Harry Potter marathon and learning more spells. Maybe creating his own universe in the Harry Potter uh, subculture and trying to have fan fiction sales. I'm not quite sure. I know he's eating a lot of chocolate and and, um, consumed mass quantities of food.
6: I feel like there could be the, after the kids go to bed, the pull out the old VCR and put in tapes of the 86 World Series. I feel like it could be one of those kind of nights. It could be
4: one of those nights. I mean, sometimes you need a thing to lift you up wherever you are. hope you find that thing.
6: For Jason Smith, it's the eighty six Mets. It's for Jason, it's the
4: eighty six Mets. For me, maybe the eighty five Bears, although I gotta go back and watch this one again. Uh, celebrating my Chicago teams. Northwestern winning the Big Ten West, getting ready, hopefully for be... a
6: date here in Pasadena. You think they can hang with either Michigan or Ohio State? They hung with Michigan earlier. They can the year. I I agree. And Ohio with you. State
4: doesn't play defense, so yeah. yeah. I, th- I think you can get creative. And, and Urban Meyer with one foot out the door or whatever histrionics are leading to. Yeah, He's I, I think ill. That, oh, sure. He's, He's Ill. Ill again.
6: Don't you feel so bad? Conveniently I will say, ill again. Histrionics is the perfect word to describe what we saw from Urban Meyer. That was Meyer, the most asinine
4: that. thing ever. I mean. Make a stop. D- Stand up and stop looking like, you know, someone just... Uh, Pick whatever metaphor you want. Doubled, stole, stole your
6: last pork chop. Doubled over in pain. By the way, everyone, and I, I will defend Urban Meyer on this. Greg Schiano getting paid like $1.5 million a year to be the defensive coordinator. Who hired him? Urban Meyer, but. Yeah, come back to him. I guess. I mean, you know, you, you I mean. Because you know th- what? At this
4: point, we've got enough of a sample size, Aaron, that you could say very conveniently, you know what? It's been a good run
6: for Greg Shiano? Yeah, I'll oh, see yeah. you in hell. Be gone with MRSA, Yeah, we're all going to have Mersa. We'll see you there. Remember that? Well, there's that too. Who could forget, really? No. I mean, that really was the most memorable thing from Greg Schiato's NFL. Stuff. That is true. Wow, that was that was really an awful
4: awful time. I remember those uh those stories coming out of there. The lawsuits that ensued. I mean, yeah. there was a lot going on. But yeah, for for Greg Schiato, he's yeah. not earned any of that money. I mean, oh. at this point, you might as well, uh, hey, say, does he lose eligibility, Nick Bosa, if he to become the defensive coordinator instead of actually participating on the field?
6: But Nick Bosa? I, listen, I'd have no uh, problem how about with that. The, Maybe he can coach. And by the way, you know who's who's laughing right now is Tennessee fans, who this guy almost who? ended up being their head coach, and uh, and now he can't stop Maryland fifty whatever points, fifty two, fifty one, year final, you know? yeah. 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 So, anyways, I. I think it, by the way, and I know we, we're we not necessarily talking college football 48 hours before the game's going to happen, but I do think that Ohio State win last week was the best thing that could have happened for Michigan, because if Ohio State loses that game, they're obviously fired up, and if they dominate that game, then it feels like maybe they come in with a little swagger. They've been kind of skating on thin ice there, the Buckeyes, the last four or five weeks coming out of that bye since that loss to Purdue. If Harbaugh can't do it this year, I just I don't know. Well, no, that's just
4: it. Everything's set up, and that's why it feels dangerous. I, I, it I agree. 100%. Feels like suddenly Urban Meyer remembers how to coach for one week, right? Oh, one week, yep. right? We can all be heroes, as David Bowie taught us, just for one day, and perhaps that day is Saturday, uh, as the Buckeyes and Michigan get after it. that game on Fox. You can watch that on Fox on Saturday morning. Maybe send the rest of the family that's come and invaded your house and eaten all your food and raided your booze cabinet and everything else. Uh, Maybe you can send them out of the house and enjoy that game yourself. How about that? Happy Thanksgiving to you, sir, ma'am, whoever you are out there. Uh, We appreciate you giving us a few minutes of your holiday uh, and being part of our extended family. Uh, I can't say it enough. Uh, we, we have an absolute blast here in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Our team, Steve Desager, on the updates. We got Vincent for uh, Justin Frostberg our, as executive producer. Alex Teichert, our engineer. Uh, Torres sitting next to me here for Jason Smith, uh, our team. And, and, and then we, we've got, you know, our, our team in, in the back as well, you know, hammering down yeah. on, on edits that it's just a fun time for us here and hopefully it comes through and maybe makes you smile and, and forget about traffic if you got stuck in traffic or maybe you burned the turkey or whatever went wrong yeah. on your holiday that maybe you had a little bit of fun.
6: I was going to say it is nice coming in on a day like tonight. You know, everybody's in it together. You know everybody, uh, you know, has a work ethic, wants to put out a good product. And so even on a night like tonight, I love coming in, hanging with you guys because everybody that that is here – wants to be here. And as you've said a few times, Harmon, we're all an extended family. And I'm I'm really I'm, – I'm happy to be spending the holiday with you guys, with Vince and Teich and, of course, Steve DeSegre. And, of course, you too, Mike Harmon. Well,
4: I appreciate that. You can find him on Twitter, at Aaron underscore Torres. Find me over at Swollen Dome. Coming up uh, in a couple minutes, we're going to get into a, a big story that pronounces a certain star player dead for football purposes, of course. But we go back to New Orleans and Atlanta. One of the interesting things Jason Cole told us as he joined us, the the editor-in-chief over at fansided.com, our buddy, talking about the evil nature of Sean Payton when it comes to the competitive side of things and what he wants to do, particularly then that game coming up uh, against Dallas. Well, tonight you saw, well, the varied touchdown catchers and not guys that are household names.
1: Ingram is the tailback. He'll fake him the handoff. Rolls out to his right. Lost one,
5: Wide open. Austin Carr for the touchdown. Go Cats.
2: 12 yards out. Drew Brees to Austin Carr.
4: That's my guy, friend of the show, Zach Streif, on the call for the Saints radio network, Northwestern Football oh, Hall of Famer, okay. calling the touchdown for Austin Carr, his second touchdown of the year uh, from Drew Brees. But, Tonight, Breeze, four touchdown passes, four different receivers, all undrafted free agents. Carr had been in the Patriots camp, eventually ends up in New Orleans. So you have Keith Kirkwood, Austin Carr, Tommy Lee Lewis, Dan Arnold, all with touchdown receptions tonight. Breeze, 171, four touchdowns, one interception. And you saw just the effectiveness tonight of what they were able to do, the efficiency And Breeze only needing to complete 15 passes.
6: Yeah, when you mention four undrafted guys that caught touchdown passes today, it amazes me, right? Because I I, I cover more college basketball. I still cover a little college football. But uh, the NBA draft, the NFL draft, so much in sports, we don't think about it like this, but so much in sports is where do you end up? And it's so funny because every year in the NBA draft, everyone says, well, how's this guy going to be? Well, how's that guy going to be? Well, what team does he get drafted by? Who's going to coach him? What system do they run? And it is so amazing to me. I mean, Sean uh, obviously Sean Payton, the incredible things he's doing. Bill Belichick, he does it every year with Chris Hogan and whoever the next guy is. Julian Edelman, obviously the former college quarterback. It's just it's just something I don't think we talk about enough in sports. Is a guy like Sean Payton being able to take these guys? As you've alluded to a few times, Mike, fit him in with what the Saints are doing. It helps to have a Hall of Famer quarterback, but it is still pretty incredible when you think about it. No,
4: you look what the offensive line has done. It's been clean jersey season for Drew Brees. That's one of the amazing things throughout the process. Sacked once today, but otherwise, throwing guys open. You you saw on the car touchdown, wide open. Nobody yep. with uh, like a quick little lob. It was almost like an, an alley oop to go to basketball terms, just the way it was lobbed up for Carr to make a very easy reception. And, and that's the thing that, as you talk about basketball, we do this all the time. It's like, all right, where can we trade a guy to? Well, is he going to fit? Yeah. Right? Which honestly- is why the Jimmy Butler to Philly thing and where Jimmy Butler would go became such a deal. It wasn't necessarily just Jimmy Butler. It's what does that do to whatever nucleus is already established? And in Philly, because you have those young stars or would-be stars, it made for a very interesting storyline in November when normally we don't get a lot of good storylines. That's why the Draymond Green Kevin Durant thing is so intriguing because normally we're not paying attention. Other than the it's a blip on the radar. Nice, nice game. A couple of great post game
6: quotes. But all right, that's one of 82. Draymond Green is kind of the the exact example. He is the Tommy Lee Lewis or whoever it was. Like like if Draymond Green gets drafted by the Charlotte Hornets, he's probably in Europe right now. But he got he went to the right team at the right time. And it, it's a credit to Steve Curve. It's one, it's a credit to the uh, you know, the front office that saw something in Draymond Green. We all know that he was a second round pick. We all know that all thirty teams passed on him, including the Warriors in that draft, right. by the way. Uh, but it's just amazing. You know, the Tommy Lee Lewis kid, I was reading, that the only reason he's even in the NFL, by the way, Bill Parcells happened to be friends with his high school coach. The high school coach says, you got to find a spot for them. This guy's a stud. Sean Payton takes a chance. But again, in Sean Payton's system, he fits. Austin Carr fits. You go on and on down the list.
4: Got to find uh, where you fit. And coaches, that if you can work into a system that is orchestrated and precise – as it is in New England, as it is in New Orleans, those guys will stick around. They don't need to be flashy. Just make sure you're running the route tree properly. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Mike Harmon. This is the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, Fox Sports Radio. Coming up next, we go into a New York Daily News article uh, that pronounces a, a certain star and budding celebrity. Um, well, dead for football purposes, but we'll get into that in a moment. But first, we step out to Steve desager with an update on a very busy day in our sporting universe. Dave,
7: we'll start with the NFL and happy Thanksgiving. The Saints won their 10th straight game tonight, beating Atlanta 31-17. The Falcons with four turnovers and trailed 31-10 late in the game. The Falcons on the road are 1-4 and four this season. Drew Brees with the four touchdown passes. Next Thursday night on Fox TV, New Orleans at Dallas. Dallas a home winner today over rival Washington. Washington, 31-23. Colt McCoy had two touchdown passes, but three interceptions in defeat. The Redskins led briefly in the third quarter, then gave up three straight touchdowns. Dak Prescott with two long TD passes to Amari Cooper and a touchdown run. So the Cowboys at home are 4-1, and one, and they're tied with Washington in the division standing, 6-5 and five each. Chicago won its fifth straight game, 23-16 at Detroit, thanks to an interception return touchdown with six minutes left by Eddie Jackson. Matthew Stafford, no touchdowns, two interceptions. The Lions have lost four of their last five games, including twice to the Bears head-to-head. Detroit hosts the Rams next. LeGarrette Blunt had two TDs in the loss today. In college football, 18th-ranked Mississippi State was a 35-3 winner at Ole Miss, which finishes 1-7 in the SEC. Quarterback Nick Fitzgerald with three touchdowns tonight, 117 yards rushing. Air Force beat Colorado State 27-19. To college basketball, on FS1, a doubleheader in Las Vegas tonight. First, Texas beat 7th-ranked North Carolina 92 89, and then 11th ranked Michigan State wiped the floor with UCLA 87 67. The final Spartans led by 25 at the half. Wins at a tournament in Orlando for Florida State and LSU, each ranked in the top 20. In the Bahamas, tournament semifinal wins for number four Virginia and number 25 Wisconsin. The NBA and NHL are off 14 games tomorrow in pro basketball, 15 in hockey, including. In addition, I should say, we have all that college football. FS1 with Texas at Kansas tomorrow. Texas one win away from the Big 12 championship game. Tomorrow night on Fox TV, number 8 Washington State hosts 16th ranked Washington. The winner goes to the Pac-12 title game, guys.
4: Fantastic stuff, Steve. Thanks. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. You can go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, is figuring out which way is easier. Aaron Torres in for Jason Smith this evening. We appreciate you spending a little bit of your holiday with us. Uh, and this week, the Patriots are back on the field. Tom Brady added to the injury report with his knee, but you're looking at Brady possibly getting back one of his biggest weapons that being rob gronkowski who hasn't played the last couple of weeks much to the chagrin of fantasy owners sending them to the waiver wire to find replacements last minute some have worked out well some not so much maybe you have a guy like me you picked up vernon davis thinking oh he was gonna be fine and that he did nothing last week so you went and you chased somebody else and then vernon davis scores a 53 yard touchdown pass now you have to really wait and see if Rob Gronkowski is, in fact, available. Manish Mehta, who's been on the show with us uh, a a number of times talking Jets, the New York Daily News writer, published a column earlier this week on the decline of Rob Gronkowski, and let me read you uh, dramatically a little snippet of it. Quote, If you love football, you want to remember Rob Gronkowski the way that he should be remembered. Strong, powerful, and leaping tall buildings in a single bound. You want to see him crush poor saps, unlucky enough to be assigned to tackle him in the open field. You want to see him chugging and spiking beers on a parade float. You want to witness his god awful dance moves as he tries to pry a smile out of Lord Vader on the sideline. Alas, that Gronk is gone, replaced by this prideful, wobbly 6 foot 6 268 pound dude plodding around, ugh, plodding along like some tip calculator carrying resident of Del Boca Vista. Now, I mean, that's pretty good. That I, I like to know that I'm not the only one making Seinfeld references Love in this day and age in Del Boca Vista. Jack Klompas, yeah. But let's call it what it is. Rob Gronkowski, as we know, physically, the, the, the clock was always, always accelerated because he had those severe injuries back in college. So it was a matter of time before the style of play and that history caught up with him. And so he's not the same guy, clearly not dominating in the red zone, not even on the field, because in the past he'd be able to gut through a lot of this. But now we have a return here against the Jets. The photo that accompanied this this article was the weekend at Bernie shot with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick holding up Gronk as you go. I'm not so quick to declare him done, but I wouldn't expect to see anything beyond 2019 in a New England uniform. Get through the end of this season – Perhaps and one, but physically deteriorating, and and if you can't count on him, as we know, the Patriots will cut bait on a guy faster than most teams. Loyalty they, aside, you got your use out of him. They'll pat him on the shoulder, and that'll be it.
6: They tried to cut bait with him this off season, as we learned. Well, a
4: little bit. You know I, what's always funny with those kind of discussions, and he he addressed it. Said, yeah, this is the only quarterback I'm going to play with. they always the question of how close. Is really know. getting this right because we also had that report. Ben that Roethlisberger
6: s- has said that multiple times. Well,
4: he said Ben Roethlisberger said a lot of things, and he lets you know how hurt he is on oh, a well, weekly of basis. He does. But with the Patriots, we also had all those columns and articles written before the season of how much everybody hated each other. And for an organization that for two decades nobody ever talked outside of the classroom to suddenly have everybody raising their hands saying, Yeah, I want in on this too, seemed a bit odd to me.
6: Well, but I and I get the idea, and it obviously uh, there's a lot of different things that led to it, but it obviously stemmed a lot from that Malcolm Butler situation. But seemed I, like they were right there, huh? I uh, <laughs> oh. uh, you. But and and to me, like that's the thing with the Patriots is you can be critical of a lot of things, but it is indisputable. That Belichick has his finger on the pulse, and it's it's amazing because we were talking about it last segment about what Sean Payton's done with guys. But Bill Bill Belichick, the second a guy leaves New England, he falls completely off the map. But it is funny too, also in the context of remember that famous comment that Lane Johnson made about you know I'm here to have fun, and it might not be fun. It might not be fun all the time in New England. But you know what's the ultimate fun? Winning, winning Super Bowls, and so. I, I don't understand why people are so critical of the the Patriots' culture. And I don't understand, by the way, why players are. Because if I was a player, I would count my lucky stars if I was in New England. And by the way, I'll be honest, it's easy for me to say from this seat, but I would probably take less money to stay there as long as they would keep me. And you look at all these guys that leave. You, you can go, some of them more successful than others. But Danny Amendola, he's, he's playing fine, but... How fun is it to be on a team that isn't even in the conversation? Nate Solder's struggling. Malcolm Butler we just alluded to. So it's easy to throw shots. Cassius Marsh is another one, by the way. It's easy to throw shots, but you know what? Go be a loser. I'm going to stick here. I'm going to stay here where we're competing for a Super Bowl every year. Well, I think that's
4: part, part of the the process Well, as well. Whatever job you do, if there's consistency, there's there's an inherent value to it. right? You may not be enamored. With the way you get called out in a film session by Belichick that you might not be in the same way in another NFL facility. But you're probably not making that mistake again. And your other teammates are probably not making that mistake again. And you're held accountable for those things. And everybody knows the rules of engagement. Whereas most of these franchises we watch. We've been talking about the Lions a lot today. Absolutely. We talk about the Raiders a lot. We talk about the Browns. What do they have in common? You have no idea who's in charge and what the rules of engagement are in in your operational meetings to get to some decided end. Mm. Seems like it just kind of goes and and you go with the flow and whatever fits in a given time, that there's not a here's where we're headed and here's how the rules are, right? Here's the plan, plan the work, work the plan, and roll through. And I think when you've got a, a systemic success like the Patriots have had like we had the Spurs for all those years go to college basketball Mike Krzyzewski why it works Tom Izzo at Michigan State Cal-
6: Calhoun at UConn Cal- my guy. yeah it's Calhoun
4: you know. but like go through Bayheim he's got one title but they're competitive every year yep. they're competitive and you know the the identity of that team mm-hmm. this is the type of guy he recruits Occasionally, there's going to be the outlier guy that he gets to come to Syracuse, but in general, it's this is the type of guy that fits the program. And
6: I was going to say Gronk is that outlier for Belichick, a little right. bit more of a personality, uh, social media. He does his own thing off the field, but I will say when he comes to facility, it seems like he puts in work. I, I do think this this, by the way, is a little dramatic. It's it's a great. Don't get me wrong. Oh, it's a it's great, a great visual. Yeah. yeah. It's a great great read and a great visual. Uh, Gronk still shows flashes though. And I, I get it. He's on the downside. He's 29. He will be 30 here very soon. Uh, early part of 2019. But to me, I thought it was a little dramatic, but it was a good read and it was a good picture and it makes for talking. I will say this. I don't think Todd Bowles is very happy about it. No,
4: I'm sure he didn't need any added fire. Uh, Fuel to that fire there going uh, into a matchup with the Patriots this week. Jason Smith Show with Mike Arman here from the Geico Studios. Aaron Torres in for Jason Smith. Coming up next, we we have to do a Thanksgiving thing about the food and and beverage and whatever you like about traditions. Unless we don't. We're going to go the other way. I want your hate, your vitriol. What do you hate most about the holiday? At Swollen Dome on Twitter. Next on Fox. Greetings. Welcome back into the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. The Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon continues. Aaron Torres in for Jason Smith tonight. Find him over at Twitter at Aaron underscore Torres. Find me over at Swollen Dome. So Thanksgiving dinner is now a thing of the past for most. Maybe you uh, got a late start. Maybe you watched the Bears-Lions and you're someone who likes to eat a little bit later here on the West Coast, creeping towards 10 o'clock. Maybe you're going to watch a little Cal State Fullerton late night basketball, and that's what you want to get, you know. Or maybe you're going into the leftovers already. Maybe you're having that turkey sandwich that you love so ask, much, yeah. sliding a little bit of cranberry sauce over the top, maybe a little stuffing, whatever. Whatever your recipes are, it all works. And everybody's got their favorites. And we've heard, you know, all day and all week, people giving the proper way. Uh, my buddy Matt Smith. Here, Money Smith. You see him on NFL Network, AM 570, LA Sports here in Los Angeles. Every Wednesday before Thanksgiving is the annual here's how you properly prepare a bird to be roasted. Ooh, okay. And here's how you get it done. And he's got his method, it's his. Time tested, improved. Now I haven't actually eaten it, and and Petros Papadakis did a good job as his tag team partner. You see him on the Fox football broadcast. Made a good point. He goes, none of us have ever eaten his food. Oh, so I mean, but like well, thirteen co- years, he's been espousing this.
6: So. I cook like Emeril Lagasse. I mean, well,
4: mean, see, there you go. Now you're putting your, yourself out there. Recipes at Aaron underscore yes. I cook pretty well. I'll, I'll show you what I what I divvied up on, and then I added some stuff to the fridge here for our. For our team here as they roll into the night, Ben Maller coming up an hour from now uh, with you into the overnight as we get rolling deeper into this weekend. But for all of the celebration, and and, and I love the togetherness of family, maybe, it, you know, Friendsgiving is a big deal. Maybe you're not living in the same space as your family. You couldn't afford to get back or you've earmarked dollars to go out on Christmas or New Year's or whatever the case may be. Everybody's got all these things they love, and it's a lot of goodness but we are in sports talk, and, and what do you got to do? you, you got to find something negative about it. So I want to go around the room with all our guys, and, and what's the thing you hate most about the Thanksgiving weekend? And because he's the most hateful of them all. No, actually, he's the cheeriest guy you're ever going to meet. I'm going to start with Tyshirt Shirt on the other side, our technical producer, the man who gives you the ones and twos each and every day. Tyshirt. Shirt.
3: Mike, I got to say, that was the best intro I've ever gotten. <laughs> the most hateful guy around here. Yeah, that's no, great.
4: that's it. The guy walks around with a smile on uh, his
3: face. and Nothing but positivity yeah, for Yeah, no, boy. absolutely. The toughest thing I'd have to say about Thanksgiving is not only the traffic going to and from because Black Friday and everything like that. It would probably have to be the low energy rate of people because I'm really big on that about positivity and energy a lot of people are low and down because of the food consumption and gluttony so for me it's the whole atmosphere around thanksgiving how people are eating so much it wears people down not a fan of it
4: i dig that you got the the gluttony in Vince and close our executive producer this evening vince what, what are you thinking buddy
0: you know i gotta i gotta say i think it's the uh, fact that black friday has started on thanksgiving now I think it should be left alone. Do it on Friday, you know. Let people spend time with each other, and you know, leave it at that.
4: There you go, Steve Desega, Real quick, you want to dive on in this one? I'm sorry, just joining this.
7: Oh, yes. there He's enjoying that you just left in the kitchen. I just found it. Thank there you go, you. buddy.
4: Absolutely. What's the thing you hate most about the uh, Thanksgiving weekend?
7: Um, well, I like working, so I wouldn't put that on the list. No, but, there you go. But it's the crowds at the shopping. There you go.
6: I will just say the way, t- to Tyshirt's point, I am one of those guys that eats way too much. And the way that you feel after, I didn't know if I was going to make it through the first couple segments of the show, but I trooped through it. So well, I was
4: really proud of you. You went for a walk. I did. You were inspired. I'm going to go do that after the show, I think, and go walking into the night and go find some craziness. Uh, for me, the thing I hate most is teasing me with movies I'm probably going to want to see, but they come out in December of 2019. We saw a number of those teaser trailers today. Hey, what was the best thing about these Thanksgiving Day games? We'll tell you that next. Fox Sports
5: Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
4: Greetings. Welcome back in. Final hour of the program here on this Thanksgiving evening. Hopefully you got what you needed to soothe your soul, be it food, be it some... Well, libations. Maybe it was just a lot of football and some greatness on your fantasy squad. Sorry if you're a Michael Thomas owner. You did not score the big, gigantic bonus against that bad Atlanta defense that you hoped for. But if you're Drew Brees owner, well, you got your four touchdowns. We'll get into the particulars of the games uh, and what I loved most about the scheduling Process uh, Not what they did to the Bears, but they walk away victorious. We'll get into that in a moment. Uh, Aaron Torres is in for Jason Smith this evening. He'll be back with me tomorrow night. We'll have a full day of college football to take a look at a huge NBA slate, maybe a little bit of hockey, more college Ooh. basketball, hey, you know. Do
6: I have to prep like, what, like We're just going to be very eclectic. We're going to jump all over the map. Do I need to like do my Red Wings homework like or I don't know. I'm trying I don't even know who's Maybe
4: doing you that. go buy a, a Red Wings sweater and that's your homework. But Henrik
6: Zetterberg, is he still? There on you go. The team?
4: We'll we'll get ready for the weekend. Tomorrow, yes. uh we'll I'm get just... we'll pick some games, college Pro against the spread, as we are wont to do. We'll we'll talk uh, a lot, probably, of the uh, Michigan-Ohio State. There's a lot of fascinating storylines, given uh, Urban Meyer and Jim Harbaugh. They're just two
6: classic we'll have, uh, figures along the way. We'll have a couple big games on while we're on. Yeah, that is right. So Ohio, uh, Oklahoma and West Virginia. Obviously, Oklahoma looking huge. to stay alive. Washington State. By the way, I know tomorrow's the college football day. How great would it be if Washington State with Mike Leach somehow snuck in the playoff? I, I just think it would be I, – I don't think it's going to happen. I, th- I think
4: it would take um, hell freezing over, perhaps, to get them jumped up enough for that to happen. A lot of losses, a lot of confusion and chaos in this oh, college realm. But yeah. they're, they're sure fun to watch. We've gotten to, to watch a couple of those games here in the Geico Studios, Jason and I. And yep. yeah, I mean, how do you not –
6: I totally agree, and that's what I'm saying is if that guy got into the playoff with the things that he says, the theories that he has, I just think in in a sport, in football in general, not just college football, but a sport that can get stale. I mean, Nick Saban, we've heard the song and dance. Kirby Smart already from that Nick Saban tree doesn't say anything. Harbaugh, after he was so open and honest and candid those first couple years, all... He got criticized for it. Now he's peeled back. So it would be great to have a personality. Brian Kelly, another one that really, uh, it's tough to get anything out of him. So I just think it'd be cool if if we got Mike Leach in the playoff.
4: Got to have a little bit of uh, personality, right? The Pac-12 story that we'd heard earlier in the week of him showing up uh, because he hadn't had a chance to get a bite to eat and thought he'd be cantankerous. Got himself some In-N-Out Burger there you on, go. The, on the way to a coaching uh carousel of of let's uh, do the meet the press kind of thing so uh, for Mike Leach that would that would be a lot of fun and obviously uh, Minshew having a fantastic season and and the more you can get the spotlight on, on another one of the the greats in college and especially when we've been talking quarterbacks a lot over the course of this evening and certainly it is the prime position in the National Football League to where we're always looking at who's next. Not, oh, just, yeah. not just for, for the general purposes of here's the college crew coming out. We looked specifically earlier in the show, Matthew Stafford. What do you do if you're Detroit? You're talking about a guy who you drafted in 2008, three playoff appearances. You've had a lot of talent come through on the offensive side of the ball. Golden Tate is gone. Jones banged up a bit right now. You've got Galladay who looks like he could be something special here. Uh, as he develops, but you had a couple of tight ends that didn't quite pan out for you that are now starring elsewhere, Uh, and you're you're trying to figure out how do you push forward. Is this as good as Matt Stafford gets, or is it a systemic problem of the evaluation, and have things gotten stale with Jim Bob Cooter?
6: Well, I was going to say, I don't know that it can be systemic when you're talking about, to your point, Mike, a decade with Detroit, multiple coaching staffs. Now, I don't think they've brought in – uh, the next Bill Belichick or anything, where it's really helped him. I mean, Jim Caldwell, we all saw how quickly things fell off when Peyton Manning slowly started to erode in, in Indianapolis before he obviously got to Detroit. Um, obviously, um, No, Jim sorry. Caldwell. Yeah, yeah. Cald- no, Caldwell, yep. sorry. Gotcha. Yep.
4: I had... It's okay. It's
6: okay. There were some libations earlier from Mike Harmon. I know how it went down at the uh, Harmon household sure, before we a, came. Sure, have at it, brother. <laughs> libations, which were turkey and pie. But well, um, yeah. no, but I, like I don't think they've necessarily given him the best coaches, the best coaching staffs. But to your point, Jim Bob Cooter, one of the more respected offensive coordinators in this league. But the one constant is Matthew Stafford, and we saw today. Certainly not the best, but we saw the worst, as Jason Cole alluded to last hour. You're going up against Chase Daniel at home, short week for everyone, but an especially short week for the Bears. And at this point, Matt Stafford is who he is, and I don't think the Lions are going to blow things up, but I do think it's time to maybe start considering it.
4: Yeah, you have several years left on the contract, and given his – Part in the the process, right? As we we have the systemic uh, filing of the next round of quarterbacks, who's ready to get yeah. paid, right? Here's the the rotation. Stafford got his, yeah. and and when you look at what the rate of a quarterback is now, it's, it's well. fairly friendly. The problem becomes if he's not getting better. Oh yeah, but if you get the him in a different space, better. right? The organization keeps spinning its wheels. Uh, and to to clarify why I got I got stuck on the Peyton Manning. You oh, went, went for to, the reference there, and then threw a team in right after
6: referencing Peyton Manning. So gotcha. I no, so yeah, I, yeah. instead but,
4: of sticking with Caldwell and his progressions,
6: well, I, he was with I, Peyton Manning in Indy, yeah, and then as Peyton I sta- Manning fell off,
4: yeah, yeah. I, I stayed with but, Peyton Manning and where he went, well, the, I, which is it doesn't really matter. No, but I, the idea be with Matt Stafford is if you go to Denver, right, because you have a better defense, you've got a couple of wideouts. Uh, that look like they could be the real deal. you got a decent tight end in Hireman. you got a good running game. Lindsey is is certainly the lead there right now. So you've got some component parts. you got only one more year on Case Keenum's deal. But is one more year at Case Keenum? Because right now, I think for John Elway,
6: can you trust John Elway to draft you the quarterback you need? No, absolutely not. And it's funny because last night when I was filling in for Jason, so much basketball, and we kind of alluded to – John Wall, right? Like, where mm-hmm. does he fit in in the current NBA? He's, he's set to make 40 plus million dollars for the rest of his career. And as you were kind of laying out the Matthew Stafford resume, I was kind of thinking John Wall, right? Is like the guy is an all star, the guy puts up great stats, but you reach a certain point where it's so obvious you cannot build, no matter, listen, no matter what you're paying him, even though you're paying him like a superstar, you cannot win at the highest level if he is your best player. And I think we are officially—if we weren't already there t- before today—we are there with Matthew Stafford, where you just the guy, just whatever it is, he doesn't have it. To your point, the systems have changed, the coaches have changed, the front office has changed. He's been the one constant, and I do wonder if it's just time for Detroit to move on. And to your point, Mike, maybe maybe send him to Denver or somewhere where he gets a fresh start and where the Lions get a fresh start.
4: To. Where it's curious is watching the game earlier this morning. Uh, Part of the the broadcast with with Nance and Romo, uh, Romo called out the offense for being stagnant, right? The movement, not there in terms of pre snap, and- pre snap all right, all your pre snap reads, all your pre snap movement, guys in motion going to the misdirection plays. It was they were playing straight up, straight up old school NFL style of of an offense, and it was stagnant and. He was under duress. Anytime he went back to pass, the run game sputtered a couple of spots for for uh, Legarrette Blount, and then you had a couple of quick passes to Theo Riddick that had some success. But for the most part, they were ground out, three and down, three and out, maybe a first down, but short possessions. And then they finally started moving things around. It's like here you go, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden a couple of big plays snap off. You get a big reception to Galladay, uh, a big flare out to to Riddick, where he's got some yak. Uh, involved, and, and a little bit of, of difference. But again, you're in year 11. Yes. And in that division right now, Kirk Cousins is there for a while. Aaron Rodgers isn't going anywhere for a while. Mitchell Trubisky is but, just starting to figure look, it out. So even the, in the division,
6: you're fighting, what, to be third? But the, but But I think what you just said with Mitch Trubisky and Mitchell, I'm sorry. That's right. You got to get a
4: Mitchell. Otherwise
6: they come and they tase you. They do. Yeah. I, uh, I better watch out in the parking lot when I'm walking out to the car, but like we've seen him completely flip who he is overnight with that new coaching staff led by Matt Nagy. Now I understand Matt Nagy was one of the more respected offensive minds dating back to his days when KC and all that. Maybe Matthew Stafford has never had that caliber of head coach, but we've seen whether it is with Jared Goff, whether it is with Mitchell Trubisky, whether it is with uh, Patrick Mahomes coming in this first season, guys able to turn it around, take major leaps and bounds, and Stafford's never been that guy. And so I think that's the thing that's got to be concerning, is not only that he's not getting better, but that guys with clearly less physical talent. I mean, there's no doubt that Mitch Trubisky, Mitchell, Whatever. I don't care. Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. He's always been Mitch to me, but like. It, That's it's, okay. He'll always be Mitch in your heart. It's he okay. will always be Mitch in my heart, dating back to the UNC days. But nah, I just, I, I mean, that guy in overnight has completely flipped. Again, it's partly coaching, but it shows that at a certain point, Matthew Stafford has to be held more accountable. Yeah. I mean, there's just
4: a couple of things with those. We have the young innovators. We, when you look at McVay, when you look at what you've you've got with Matt Nagy. You've also got quarterbacks who can move a little bit more in the pocket. Not that Stafford's a statue, but you're not going to design runs for him with any regularity. You're not going to do like they even with Chase Daniel, the play they drew up today where they're throwing back to him. But right? you're not doing that with Matthew Stafford. One, because yep. <laughs> physically he's not going to be able to do it. But two, you've got There's so no much tied into though. him. And you know, you're not going to get creative and, and potentially expose him. Like he had one play right on the there was a turnover that wasn't, but Khalil Max running the ball back towards the end zone, and Stafford foolishly gets even close to where he's kind of putting his shoulder out, like he's gonna try to hit Mack. It's like that's the double. I was I applauded Jim Nance. I actually tweeted out about it. It's like that's the dumbest thing I think I've seen a quarterback do. Like you got no business. You're not stopping him. You're gonna get trucked for what at the one yard line, slammed into the end zone, and probably rip your shoulder for what.
6: I was going to say you haven't watched the Bucks very much this year, have you? They do like one or two really dumb things. I'm I'm kidding. I'm kidding.
4: Well, no, I mean they they do a lot of things, but the, those are usually more just the throwing Mentally, the ball to the other team as opposed to physically. I think I'm going to try to take heart, on a on the, the <laughs> best best linebacker going, or you know Von Miller going back to that Denver thing, uh, if you want to argue that. But you've got guys with a little bit of athleticism, and you've got play callers that are innovative. And for a while, it looked like Jim Bob Cooter was that guy yep and for a while it looked like that offense was going to start to push and now everything's stopped whether that's matt patricia coming in and wanting to change the style of the team or whether you've just finally peaked with wow. mitch with see now you got me thinking about mitch Trubisky uh with <laughs> matthew stafford that you've peaked as to what you're going to be able to draw out of him well and you traded away his safety valve you
6: traded away his hundred catch player in Golden Tate, sure, but as as Jason Cole said earlier today, you can't lose at home to Chase Daniel. And I will say, if Matt Patricia, if he really does think going forward that he's going to play a different style that doesn't suit Matthew Stafford's uh, capabilities, they get rid of him, find a new home for him. But I, I just I do think that we're at the point we've seen his best, we've seen what he's capable of, and I think it goes back to what you've said, Harmon, is that. We're talking about now 11 years in the league. We're talking about 2008 is a long time ago. He's in his 30s. He's not going to figure it out. If I'm the Lions, I'm having some really serious conversations in that that building tonight about is it time to go in another direction? What can we get for him on the open market? We've seen first-round draft picks thrown around loosely. What can you get for a guy the caliber of Matt Stafford?
4: Shuffle up and deal. And you got to celebrate what Matt Nagy was able to do with Chase Daniel today against the Lions. Demoralizing loss. The paper bags probably back out on the heads of some of the fans after this one. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Mike Harmon. Welcome in the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. There was a lot to like about today's NFL slate. We'll preview all of Week 12 tomorrow. But one thing I really liked about the scheduling We'll get into next and talk about the greatness that was Dak Prescott. Unless we won't. That's next on Fox. Slide over baby hour here on Thanksgiving night. Grab someone, hold them tight. Be thankful for another day.
6: Take off your uniform.
4: You get to that as well. Got anything else there, Ty, Shirt you want to add?
0: <laughs> Take off your cleats.
4: Want to remove the cleats? Certainly don't want to put holes in the floor. Cause any problems, scuff marks, all those kind of things. Take off your jock strap. Well, now we've gotten a little bit uh, closer. The slide over baby coming to uh, its grand finale uh, as you roll. Uh, we appreciate oh. you. Sp- well, there you have it. A few minutes with us here. The Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. Aaron Torres is in for Jason Smith. Maybe Jason's celebrating uh, in very special ways with his cleats right now. I don't know. I'm telling you. I'm telling you.
6: He broke out the VHS 86 Mets tapes. I'm positive of it. I really thought
4: you were going to say he broke out the VHS of something else. Well, he might have done that, The Night of Loving Um, Dangerously! That might have been on VHS?
6: You think he... Maybe. I I could see... We just
4: confused Torres to no no end right there. (laughs) I was going
6: to say, I could see like 14-year-old Jason Smith accidentally taping over the 86 World Series with... What you're referencing right now? What was it again?
4: The Night of Loving Dangerously!
6: Did he say that? That was Jason That's Smith? That's Jason Smith. I thought that was a drop from some like weird... Uh... No, that was him pretending to be his grandma, oh. as
4: I remember correctly.
6: Oh, that was good. I could hear that. I could, I could hear Smith family grandma on that one. I yeah,
4: guess. so he might be sitting watching that film while eating some sort of chocolate confection. He I he think like we can all agree to, that that's
6: probably the case. Does he like chocolate that much? It's, well, it's it's it's, Does it's he a, like bit it? of, a bit of a disease. I don't know. I don't, I'm, not, I'm only here. The everywhere. man is made of chocolate. Is he? Okay. Okay.
4: Yeah. If we squeeze him, I think chocolate will start flowing. I
0: think the liquor store exists solely because of his purchases. Way of to chocolate. go,
6: Vince. I think you're right. I think there is something to be said for that. Well, now I know what to bring him. I was gonna bring him a. A Syracuse polo or something nice for the holidays. Through that, yeah, yeah I'll do cheap it. chocolate, cheap chocolate. You don't okay. even
4: have to buy the the expensive stuff, like Reese's Pieces or something. That, that'll
6: work. Baby Ruth, the Baby Ruth. That's a classic bar. It is. It's one of the better ones. I'm I'm a Reese's Pieces guy. There Anything you go. peanut butter cups. You know, I'm into that.
4: Well, kind we'll get into desserts in a couple minutes. How about that? But Cannot first, wait. Yeah. First, we uh, look at the NFL slate. We had three games today, uh, and each gave us. Some fantastic moments we've had a, a lot of fun. Uh, well, taking the the baseball bat to Matthew Stafford over the course of the night. Uh, the twenty three did to himself. Yeah, twenty three sixteen. Your final Chicago over Detroit. Chicago covers Chase Daniel. A couple of touchdown throws. Caught to a pass. A couple of big runs. Uh, there was a little bit of controversy in the first down that solidified things for the Bears. And that, well. The offensive lineman grabbed Tariq Cohen and pulled him forward, which is not legal. You have to be behind with the push. Instead, he dragged him over. It was kind of a funny moment, but waiting for the flag that never came. Mike Pereira on the broadcast later said, no, 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 that that should have been a penalty. Uh, But that's okay. Uh, As they were wrapping that game up for the Fox telecast, of course, the early game Chicago-Dallas on CBS, Uh, Pereira chimed in a little bit later. Uh, He'll join us Monday night. Uh, to talk about all the games of week 12, the officiating and the good, the bad, and the flow uh, as you look at it. But for Chicago, offensively, spread the ball around. Nobody really did a whole lot of uh, wonderful things themselves. You had seven catches for Gabriel. You had a lot of Cherie Cohen running the football they couldn't do. Good job by the Lions. Said, all right, Chase Daniel, go and beat us. Here's the problem. He did. Yes, he did. And as they've did the feel out process after a couple of series started pushing the ball downfield. And you saw a couple of near misses one that resulted in a field goal attempt, but also some big plays later as that game wore on. So 23, 16, and then obviously the defense stepping up the Jackson interception return for a touchdown. Just, he never saw him Stafford committed to the throw. Yes. Jackson, Jackson, Sprinting in full over over the face of the wide receiver and and it heads to daylight, uh, with not being touched. So, fine, bears win. They do the disco ball celebration after the game. And even with 88 hours to prepare for the game, the choreographer must have been working overtime because he got the job done with a couple of the greatest touchdown celebrations by a unit that we're going to see. Can, can,
6: are we? I'm, I'm, have we jumped the shark? I'm kind of over the choreograph, yeah. Like, like it's one thing a guy's really happy run over and celebrate with them but as you kind of alluded to Harmon earlier in the show they played on Sunday night it see i don't even know if they had a game plan i think they just practiced the the touchdown dances I'm, I'm such an old man on my lawn right yeah, now. Yeah,
4: you you are you get your newspaper in your hand. I do.
6: It's rolled cup up. cup of coffee and you are cursing out those teenagers. I'm yelling at clouds in the sky right now. There's Aaron nothing Torres. wrong with that, Aaron Torres. That no, old I man.
4: mean, look, we've talked about a lot of folks uh, like Don Quixote fighting windmills. We've used that reference a bunch on the show the last couple of weeks. For Aaron, you it's Aaron. the kids on your lawn cuz you don't like the celebrating, give the ball
6: over and be done with it. You know, you can take a second to it, if the guy that makes the play wants to have his moment and flex or whatever, but, I mean, you know, you got the choreographed dances and this guy does that and this guy falls down and this guy jumps up, I'm just saying, I don't know, I'm over it.
4: I'm it's okay. An old man. I'm such an old It's man. okay. The Scarn was the TD celebration or one of them in the middle game, your Dallas and Washington game, a couple of uh, – Calls or non-calls becoming a bigger deal as the night goes on, as you saw Jordan Reed going to make a catch, took a helmet-to-helmet that wasn't called, and so that's the outrage on Twitter, particularly giving the fact that that was such a point of emphasis by the NFL coming into the year. So a lot of Washington fans trying to point to that as the reason for the loss as opposed to defensive lapses, big plays by Amari Cooper, a lot of yak and Ezekiel Elliott going for 121 yards, including a
6: $21 donation into the big Salvation Army kettle. When you give up a 90-yard touchdown reception on a slant pass that was supposed to go for like eight yards, you can't be complaining about the refs. And by the way, Mark Cooper also had a 40-plus yard touchdown as well, a touchdown catch as well. So it was disappointing. Obviously, you feel bad for Jordan Reed. We hope health-wise he's fine. I mean, he walked off on his own uh, volition and obviously uh, had some choice words for the refs. So it appears as though he probably will be fine. But the point being, I understand his frustration, but anyone that's blaming that for the loss, doesn't know the time
4: absolutely but big ga- game again for dak prescott he goes for 289 two scores did absorb four sacks but got you also a rushing touchdown mix therein. fantasy owners happy if you felt good about putting him and even colt mccoy 268 two touchdowns with three interceptions a couple of tip drills uh, along the way capri bibbs with the touchdown run uh, not much from adrian peterson averaging fewer than three yards per carry but we have the celebrations from the Cowboys. And then we have the nightcap that we've talked a lot about the brilliance of Drew Brees, who's now thrown touchdown passes to fifty-one different players. Wow. Uh, as a, during his Saints career, four undrafted free agents tonight were the recipients of those scores. And and the point to come out of these three games is that we got division play all the way through. Yep. No exotics. The, the formula that works for much of the season I don't think applies here. And certainly Fox, as they negotiated their deal to take over Thursday Night Football, it's a different look to where you're getting more marquee matchups and a lot more high-profile games. And certainly on Thanksgiving, I think it, it takes a different spin because you're looking at another short week. It's later in the season. You're doing three games, so six teams are affected. right For two teams, you just say, hey, it's your turn in the rotation. Suck it up. But here, it's three teams. You've got to get after it on a Thursday night, short week. The Bears, having been flexed into Sunday night, even shorter. But by going division, you've got some familiarity. You've got some schematics. You've got some things that shorten the amount of time you need for prep, in theory. Now, physically, you're still a mess coming out of Sunday's game. You know, here, you missed Trubisky. Would the night game have been something he would have been cleared? Probably not. No. But you're looking at just the idea that you're playing on the Thursday does play with your injury status a bit more than it would otherwise. And at this part of the season, wherever you can build in and, and lessen, uh, I
6: guess, the the disadvantages of playing in these games, the NFL's got to make sure they're cognizant of that. Well, and you talk about you marquee games. We've gotten a lot of great marquee games this year, but there's no way when the NFL is putting together the schedule that they can really know what is a marquee. I mean, look at that Rams-Chiefs game. It was supposed to be in Mexico City. Because you looked at it in, whatever it was, March, April, May, and nobody's thinking that this could, one, be not only one of the greatest games in the history, one of the most exciting, I don't want to say greatest, I don't want to offend the old school defensive people, but one of the most exciting games in the history of the sport, but two... Uh, you don't know that they're going to be Super Bowl contenders. And so um, so you never know what you're going to get when you put together the schedule as far as marquee versus non-marquee. But the one thing that you can count on is whenever the Cowboys and Redskins get together, it's going to be a battle. Maybe not for first place like it was today. Oh, use, come on, use it. You could throw the records out. Throw those records out. There you out. go. You could throw them out, Saints and Falcons, that area of the country, those two uh, organizations do not like each other. Now, you could throw the records out because uh, in that particular case, they were of no relevance to the game because the Saints are just clearly the better team. Um, and and with the Bears, the Bears obviously having a better season than most anyone could have anticipated. But at the same time, again, Bears-Lions, it usually has some sort of impact on the standings, maybe not at the top like we expected, but I think it's a great point by you, Harmon, in terms of you can never know exactly what's going to be high profile, what's not, but these division games always seem to matter.
4: Yeah, for competitive balance, this is where you go. The Bears had three division games in 12 days. They go 3-0 and uh, and have pushed forward in the division. But just the idea that you have the familiarity uh, and we can push, they're always going to be competitive is really, I think, what it comes down to. And if you get lucky into first-place teams along the way, then you've got to win. Coming up next, we get back into the Thanksgiving celebration. We did the negativity last hour. Why don't we be a bit more positive in terms of our gluttony? Because uh, i I got to give Tyshirt a reason to be even happier, one of the happiest people I'll ever meet. Uh, Steve DeSegar is going to make us happy by giving us a bunch of scores, news, and information
7: across the sporting universe. Steve? A reason to be positive about our gluttony, I believe is the sentence I just heard. Wasn't it great? I just had to. That just hasn't processed yet, but I guess it's late. Uh, And as far as the uh, high-scoring and very entertaining Rams-Chiefs game, even the defensive-minded... Narrow-minded NFL fans should have loved that one because there were, after all, three defensive touchdowns in that game. Correct. Right, were or not? I mean, there's a reason why it was 50 points each in that contest, roughly. But if get off my lawn, guys, well, I guess that was the problem. As Tech Stadium, there was no lawn. That is true, uh, too. Nicely uh, done. Are you going to be here all night to Sager? Uh, no, no. Do you see how he workshopped <laughs> that one? And it went through his mind? I can see it creeping through. Uh, not going to be here all night, but uh, try the shrimp cocktail. Chicago won its fifth straight game, 23-16 at Detroit. Detroit hosts the Rams next. The Bears, in about two weeks, will be hosting the Rams on a Sunday night. Dallas beat Washington 31-23. Next Thursday night on Fox TV, New Orleans at Dallas. Tonight, the Saints won their 10th straight game, 31-17 over Atlanta. Drew Brees with his four touchdown passes to a veritable who's that of NFL receivers. Falcons with four turnovers, and they trailed 31-10 late in the game. It was another good night for Julio Jones, except for one fumble. He did have 11 catches, 140. 47 yards. Julio Jones is actually on pace for nearly 1,900 receiving yards this year. In the late college basketball game, final minute in Orange County and Hawaii's leading 80 72 against Utah. There was a doubleheader on FS1 from Las Vegas. Texas upset number seven ranked North Carolina 92 89 and then 11th ranked Michigan State led UCLA by 25 at the half and beat the Bruins 87 67. Earlier, sixth ranked Nevada got a win. At the Bahamas tournament semifinal, Victories for number four Virginia and number 25 ranked Wisconsin, and wins in Orlando for Florida State and LSU, each ranked in the top 20. The NBA and the NHL are off. There was college football two games tonight. 18th ranked Mississippi State won 35-3 at Ole Miss, which finishes up one and seven in the SEC this year. Air Force beat Colorado State 27-19. And a reminder, tomorrow on FS1, number 14 Texas is at Kansas. Texas quarterback Sam Ellinger expected to start. He had the shoulder problem last weekend. Texas is one win away from the Big 12 championship game. And tomorrow night on Fox TV, number 8 Washington State host number 16 Washington. The winner goes to the Pac-12 title game. Back to you. Fantastic stuff. Steve, thank you so much.
4: Thank you. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. I'm going to have to make sure I tweet this out at Swollen Dome. You can find Aaron over at Aaron underscore Torres. He's in for Jason Smith as we come to you from the Geico studios. Uh, Mark Ingram, the post-game celebration. We've talked a lot for years about the turducken and the, the golden gobbler and all those things that were part of these traditions uh, the, the traditions of our, our Thanksgiving Day games, uh, when they unveiled and took the foil away to show all these turkey legs, Mark Ingram was the happiest man alive. And I want to have Eddie, everyone out there, when I get this gif of Mark Ingram out to you, I want you to think of what makes you happy like that. Like you're a little kid. I mean, that's Christmas morning right there Ooh. when he's eyeballing a giant tray of turkey legs. I mean, that, that was excitement. That was exuberance. That was what, well, the holiday so, season and finding that happiness is all about. So, what is that thing for you, Mike, that gets you that excited? Well, when we're talking about Thanksgiving and foodstuffs and sides, I've come to consider myself a decent cook. Steve Desager talked a little bit earlier. He was I brought in some chicken for the crew. He couldn't talk because he had he his mouth full, That's right, full of food. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know the schedules of everybody here. I try to be stay apprised, but it's the holidays. Guys working a couple extra hours, guys and, and and the men and women that are here at Fox Sports Radio putting in extra hours either editing, producing. You know, you got guys disappearing for three hours and coming right back, and putting the other hat on and going back to work doing something else. So try to go and and I've decided, you know, that's one of the things I do with my kids is we cook a lot. Sure. So for me, it's the all right. Did I this worked for me? Does this work for the masses? Of course. Everyone no, loves free no. food. No, no. Well, but, well, yeah, free food being one thing, but is it still good? Right? Because I, I need the test between yes, it's edible. I'm not going to get sick from it versus this is actually really good. Thanks for bringing this in. There's yes. a big difference.
7: Yes, it was edible, I can say. And I, I can't vouch on the sick thing. It's only been an hour. Thanks, Steve. Okay. I appreciate that. Processing still. <laughs> uh, but for me, you know, I, I made a, a
4: little piece of prime rib. Like, it's one of my daughter's favorites. Uh, I was able to procure a piece. It it, it turned out pretty well, I thought.
6: Procure? So, did yeah. You, did so, you have to, like, uh sounds like you, there was a negotiation. No, there's always a negotiation. Okay. We're
4: nothing nothing sticker-priced in this world. What are you talking about? Oh, okay. So the idea being that, all right, I, I was trying out uh, a, a different recipe, and, and I think it turned out well. So for me, when we go through Thanksgiving, food being the guy that cooks a lot of it, it's always – did everybody enjoy? Did they eat enough? Because I always make enough food, but did I eat make enough of the stuff that people wanted? <laughs> sure. As opposed to hey, that's that's still there. So let me let me have some of that. So you know you like the smile and and being the cause of the
6: gluttony for yourself. Yeah, I came in on a full stomach. So what is this now? The the things that we enjoy the most about the these? the one thing of the these Thanksgiving feasts, You know, Dan Byer and Bucky
4: Brooks. They did a full draft earlier, and and I'm not going to make you you rank and file
6: at top we 10. have to. No. Just give me one. I'll say my favorite part of Thanksgiving, not the initial email, not email, not the initial meal, but you referenced it earlier, Harmon. It's either that late night slash lunch the next day sandwich. You just take all the stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You just take all that stuff that you ate. You just mix it all together. Mashed potatoes, usually the gel that holds everything together and you throw it between two slices of bread and you just chow down that's the best part i like the way you're thinking there tight shirt
3: it's kind of tough for me because i'm i don't really gluttonize as much anymore but there's one thing my mom always makes it's like her secret potato mesh that she puts with different vegetables and stuff so it was like pre-dating the way i eat now but it's it's my go-to every time i look forward to that on holidays and of course the family You, you can't be family and friends on the
0: holidays there you have it Vince. So I'd have to go with, um, we haven't done it in a couple of years because I've obviously been working on things. So my wife makes these really good sweet potato biscuits. Now, I'm not a big sweet potato fan. Why family. sweet potato
4: biscuit? what biscuits? What does work have to do Hello, with it? Hello, sweet
0: well, because, potato biscuits. Because I don't, I, I, I'm not, it, it's just the two of us. So she's not gonna make a whole batch of sweet potato biscuits if I'm at work.
6: Well, we it in. Just, we just
0: it it just doesn't work out that have, way. Have you
4: have you recognized the uh the love of free food in a
0: uh, sports radio oh, environment? Oh, yeah. I I totally love we're the opportunity to get free food, buddy.
4: We place bets on what you know when things have been left here from noon when we come in for our shift at seven o'clock. We place bets as to how much of it's going to be eaten by whom. Oh yeah, I mean that's that's the next thing, next wagering opportunity from Nevada. There's no question about that.
6: Oh, definitely not. We're all, we're all on the clock tomorrow. I mean, if she wants to make some sweet potato biscuits, I think they'll get eaten is all I, I'm saying.
0: I, I, I mean, I, I'll, no have t- I'll have to talk to her, but she, she works hard, and so she's got these couple of days off from school and work, so I like to let her relax and... You know, unwind when see, she needs to. See, that's I, I, love I think,
6: and positivity, no, right I, there. I a hundred percent disagree. That's selfishness, and that's an excuse. I can see it in your eyes. You don't want to share. Just say it, Vince. Just say it. I'm afraid you're going to run. I don't want to share because engineer. my
0: dog loves those biscuits and well as well, and she would be very upset if I gave you guys her biscuits. That's a wait, no. Wait, line. wait,
7: biscuits. That's a no. Wait, wait, wait. Because the, the dog changing. likes the biscuit. All of you what guys the hell? Are, you I don't rank
4: getting higher getting than anything. a dog. The I'm geez. sorry, I love my dog. <laughs> two
6: minutes ago, it was my wife. You know, she works so hard. Now the dog. <laughs> the are true there, reason yeah, comes. Yeah, I up. was gonna say there's a lot of story changing here. A little, uh, I don't know. There's a lot of little hey, alibis going on. More incons- level. Say- this this
7: story is more inconsistent than Matthew <laughs> Stafford was today. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> Steve DeSanger. As they say in Canada, he ain't putting the biscuit in the basket. There uh, you aside go. From family, of course. That's the obvious. Thank you and good night uh i would say the green bean casserole with crunchy onions as oh, far as the done. menu items sensational and Hell of course yeah. as a kid the black olives and putting one on each finger there you go yeah the glove of olives
4: i, I dig that exactly. thank you steve never heard that see day. everybody's got a, a little bit tradition i mean when we were younger we we played a lot of uh, backyard basketball and then the knees started to go and people started
6: to fight a bit more so that that tradition got curved no. after a while no football I mean, football's the Thanksgiving thing. Yeah, but we did a lot of that.
4: I mean, look, and as you get older and, and the meat gets you, cardiovascularly, that uh, you know, running around is probably not a good idea. We'd have uncles that would suddenly start clutching body parts, and sometimes <laughs> they'd, they'd move a hand towards their chest. That's the time to start so, moving away from so, uh,
6: backyard football. The so one time the defibrillator comes out, that's when you know it's time to uh, change course. I you get, know what?
4: Yeah. They've become uh, the mobile defibrillator. Later, the the home version, they've really come down in price in recent. Don't ask me why. <laughs> all you know. thanks to the Harmon family. Everything you need to know. Mike Harmon, Aaron Torres with you. Happy Thanksgiving from all our crew here at Fox Sports Radio. We close it up. We talked all a lot of positivity there. We're going to finish with a fight. That's next on Fox.
1: Have a great Thanksgiving, because Big Ball is. There you go. Lavar
4: Ball wishes you a happy Thanksgiving. So do we here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Hopefully you got everything you needed uh, today. Find a little positivity. Uh, and hopefully we made you laugh a little bit, if, uh, if only if in our fights and, and picking apart stories about biscuits. Dogs and, and our respective histories. Uh, we appreciate you our being part. lying parsed. producer. Well, there's that too. But, you know, I, I we, we don't normally we're being called liars by Justin, who's normally occupies that chair. So Vince, unfortunately, getting some thrown back at him a little bit tonight. Uh, brought to you by Discover Car, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Aaron Torres in for Jason Smith. We treat you like you treat you. Uh appreciate you all. Y'all stopping by for a few moments here uh, this evening as we roll through into the night. Uh, ben Maller coming up about 10 minutes from now, uh, taking you deeper into your holiday. Perhaps you'll be uh, standing in line doing your Black Friday shopping while listening to Ben. Give him a call uh, and and hang out. In the larger sporting world, we had our college basketball, right? In North Carolina, Texas. We had Michigan State, UCLA. We had Our three NFL games that we've talked about a lot. We also had a college football game between Mississippi and Mississippi State. And at the end of the third quarter, we had a a brawl, uh, a fight. Uh, I I conflated uh, and merged a couple of words. I created a new word along the way. I was so excited about it because I've had this play running on my computer on a loop, and I'm still just confused uh, as to what precipitated it earlier in the game. Because in the moment, this couldn't have been it. All right. Ole Miss appears to score a touchdown. The final play of the quarter, AJ Brown crossed the the goal line. Players start shoving, and the fight spills over across the end zone. Some punches are thrown. The benches are emptied. The official comes out and says that it's unsportsmanlike conduct on everybody on both teams. It's a, it's a pretty good announcement. I like that. You know what? You're all fined. You're all you're all in trouble here. Uh, and so, in a bit of a confusion. A confusing moment. Only four players ejected. Even though everybody leaves the sideline, there's punches thrown. Now they, they weren't the greatest punches. They didn't land it, it, to create any big injury or or really go into taking it as far as it, as it could have gone. But the fact that only four players got ejected is confusing to me. As we were watching this game here, Aaron, we, we've got basketball on. We had the NFL game and the college football game. Rolling, you you just kept turning that going. Did I see what what I think I saw with the number of bodies? It was like a bench-clearing brawl in baseball, where suddenly everybody's pushing and shoving, and they're in the end zone. Uh, the Mississippi State coach, Joe Moorhead, I'm happy as a lark right now. Certainly, you don't want to see that stuff, but I really can't comment on it because I didn't see it. I was trying to keep guys on the sideline. I, I like that. I, I plausible deniability. Oh yeah, I saw nothing.
6: Yeah, no, it was uh, it was a bizarre one. I mean, the one thing I would say is that old Miss-Mississippi State game. You know, some of these rivalries, do the players really care? Do the fans care more than the players? No, the players in that rivalry do not like each other. It has been going on that way for years, and we all saw it came come to a head tonight with that brawl.
4: Willie Gay Jr. was ejected. He'd already had an unsportsmanlike penalty earlier in the game, so he was really getting after it in this one. And Mississippi State was, uh, well, Mississippi was wearing it. It was 28-3 at that point. Uh, The blowout victory certainly uh, on tap. Tomorrow, A full slate of college football and the NBA back in full force. We'll see if Draymond and – and, and Kevin Durant have any more words for one another. We'll certainly have or more fights here, win, yeah. most of us. He's Aaron Torres. He's in for Jason Smith. I'm Mike Harmon. This is the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. Thanks for hanging out with us. Our buddy Ben Maller is coming up, taking you into the night.
5: Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. A Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael.
6: To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I
5: walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at
7: Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: MTV's official
0: Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is